on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will dive into the latest and greatest low-key Star Wars summer news around. Topics include the Lando series and its new writing team, Merrick from Ahsoka and insights into their past, the potential of Mando S4 becoming a movie due to the Hollywood strikes, and another sign that Anakin will show up in the Ahsoka series. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week segment and the latest round of Ha-Ha! Star Wars fan-featured artist. Punch it, you. Hey now, everybody! Now, everybody! That's right, whoop whoop, Joe 21, party people in the house, let's get it going. We are live for E272 on the YouTube, let's do it. Whoop, whoop, all right. We got some Star Wars to talk today. Uh, my man Nick got down in the trenches last week, dug himself up a story. We're going to lead with that. But first, you know how we like to do it here. We like to uh, do a little pop culture talk, go around the the pop culture universe to kind of check in and see what each other has been doing, if anything. And, you know, usually you guys are, are expecting me to just for the next <laughs> 10 minutes, but... Nick wins this week. I, I did not do my homework. I did not get any pop culture in. Um, there were, I, I mean, Haunted Mansion came out last week, which Nick is going to talk about. I, I bypassed on that to set up a tent for my daughter before my birthday, so I didn't have to deal with it on my birthday. So last week, my uh, my time was spent turning 43. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, it was a great day. I, I had a Friday birthday, which, you know, those are fantastic. I mean, the only better birthday day than a Friday is probably Saturday. And um, it's uh, it's just it, it, getting old sucks. But having birthdays on the weekend where you can potentially live a little, if you're someone like me and you like to diet and you don't like to do all of the fun stuff throughout the week, you know, so you don't turn into Grimace. Uh, you know, I had a fun little Saturday or Friday, a little golf, little pins. They have pins around by you, Nick. You ever hear pins? P-I-N-S. It's like a it's like a big ass bar that doesn't serve food, but they've got duck bowling lanes in it and like oversized beer pong, uh, foosball, pin, uh, ping pong and old classic arcade and pinball. Yeah, they don't have that over here for sure. Okay. It, it it was a good time. I mean, there's one right next to me. I've never been there. So, hey, those of you that don't try new things <laughs> around town, you know, sometimes it's worth getting out there. Had a nice dinner. Uh, neighbors came. They've become quite good friends. So it, it was a, I, I can't complain at all. Like it was a, it was a great birthday into the weekend. I got some golf shit to fuck up my head and make my swing even worse. So that's always fun. Uh, but here we are. So, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get any pop culture shit in. Not playing any new games. Uh, Diablo Four starting to drag on me a bit. Uh, I haven't got into the new season. It just like 
I don't know. I've put so much time into it. I'm, it, it, it the old clickety, 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 clickety is just getting a little old, but it's not like I have anything else to play. So I'm going to go ahead and turn over the floor to uh, young Nick. And for those of you that were chastising me last week, telling me I was overly rude to my young co-host, first and foremost, go fuck yourselves. Okay. You know, you know, I love you when I say that. And second, I will try my best not to do that this week, but you just never know. I mean, I I literally get ants in my pants sometimes when he says something that sparks a thought and I just go, okay, so it's not on purpose. Nick knows that when I brought up the controversy that you all were trying to start in discord, he's like, we did a show last week. Yeah, I, I, I I info dump (laughs) after every show. I pay no attention (laughs) after. So, Yeah. So uh, I, I knew my man wasn't feeling bad, but there is, there, Nick, there is a contingent of young Nick fans out there. I've, I've seen the comments on YouTube sometimes when you do solo shows like, man, it's good. <laughs> it's so nice when Nick's by himself and he actually gets to speak without Matt stepping all over him. But hey, like I said, I'll try, but no promises. But now, like I said, it's all Nick. So he, he checked out Haunted Mansion with Ahsoka star Rosario Dawson, among other talented actors in it, uh, based on the Disney ride. So, yeah, that's Nick. Is this this is the second movie now from Disney yeah. based on a ride, right? Uh, the Rock yeah. and uh, what's her name? We're in the uh, what was that? The other one. Well, there was like there have actually been quite a few, but most of them were like either like Disney Channel original movies because there was a Tower of Terror movie that also came out back in either the early 2000s or the 90s. There was actually another version of Haunted Mansion that came out around that same time, too, with Eddie Murphy. That might have been a theatrical release. But yeah, I mean, um, obviously, the, the huge franchise based off of a Disney ride was Pirates of the Caribbean that spawned five movies already. And I'm sure that they're in development for a six but but this most recent version of of haunted mansion is is good for a couple reasons uh for for us to talk about to kick off the show one because the director of the show is now the former showrunner and writer of the lando series and we'll get to that soon but also as you mentioned matt rosario dawson is one of the stars of the movie she all you know plays ahsoka in the upcoming ahsoka series and then obviously throughout the mandoverse as she's shown up um but on Haunted Mansion specifically, it was super fun movie. Um, if you are familiar with the Disney ride, um, it does a really good job of incorporating like almost everything from the ride into the movie and like actually building a story around it and building a plot that makes sense. And now kind of, you know, giving a little bit more history and context to like the things that you're seeing in the ride. Uh, so it was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, Rosario Dawson did an awesome job. She plays like, a uh, a mother of a child who's like moving into this mansion in new Orleans. So the movie is set in new Orleans. Um, and they find out that it's haunted. And then all of the other cast of characters kind of come together to try to figure out how they can rid the house of this evil spirit that is haunting, not only the people in the house, but also haunting the other more, benign spirits who live in the house. So it was really fun. Um, maybe, you know, like I, I think it might've been a little, a little bit too long, maybe like 10, 15 minutes too long, but I feel that about a lot of movies now. I think that like movies in general, like don't need to be like, not every movie needs to be two plus hours long. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, you're not kidding. What, what is it with fucking movies these days, man? I mean, like Oppenheimer. Okay. You're, you're trying to tell like a slice of a dude's life. I can get that. But I mean, Barbie's over two hours, Mission Impossible, which is a fucking part one was almost three hours. So yeah, especially a movie like Haunted Mansion or or kids movies like that. They got to be sub two straight up. Yeah. It's and the thing is, is like they're. It's, it was hard for me to figure out like, okay, well, like, where would you cut? Because everything did flow together really well in the film. Um, but it did like there, it did feel like slightly too long. And, and, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe other people didn't feel like it was uh, an issue, but, uh, great cast of characters. Lakeith Stanfield, if you've ever seen Atlanta, he's one of the stars of Atlanta, Rosario Dawson, obviously everybody on Star Wars time show, knows who that is owen wilson danny devito jamie lee curtis jared leto like just a ton of cool uh actors and actresses in this film so if you are a fan of like lightly spooky kind of you know i wouldn't even call it a horror comedy i would call it like a comedic slightly spooky film um or if you're a fan of the disney ride make sure you go see it it was it was well worth the, the price of admission very fun um yeah, when you so, brought yeah, up that, Lakeith, I, I yeah. was like, I know that name. And and everyone, if you haven't seen it, you got to check out his Sorry to Bother You movie. I haven't it's, seen that, but I have heard good. It, it's it's very it's very interesting. He he is, I believe the the crux of it, the crux of it is he, he's a black guy, but he sounds white, so he's hired to like uh, talk to oh, people on the phone or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, he's in it. I mean, he's great. I mean, he was also in a ton of other stuff too. Like yeah, he was in get out Judas and the black Messiah yeah, not, death. Knives Note. out. Yeah. Uncut, yeah, uncut gems, gems. Yeah. straight so out he, of Compton. Damn. Yeah. He's been, he's definitely been around the scene recently and is starting to like really demand, uh, a bit more screen time and, and respect out of the, uh, the viewers. So, Good movie. Go see it. Like I said, um, you know, you'll see some some tangentially related Star Wars people in there. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth the watch. And then as for me, in terms of like video games and stuff, I, I actually haven't played Diablo 4 in quite a bit. I got bored with it pretty quickly. Didn't even finish the story. Um, <laughs> Nick, then, I think you're broke with video games, like straight I, up. You just you, you can't finish them. You can't. I just I also just like don't care about most video games. And like <laughs> I play them to eat up time. Like I just, you know, are like, you um like I, I I mean, not to get too much into our past, but I initially met Nick through another video game site that he was working for. I, I had my own. I met the girl that ran the one he was on and, you know, I, I was doing some byline shit for them, so on and so forth. So at one point, I'm assuming you were hardcore in the video games or you just like the writing and covering aspect of it. I mean, I definitely played more games when I was younger, for sure. But I think that like a lot of my gaming was in more of like the competitive gaming landscape. I played like, you know, obviously I played a ton of single player games and really enjoyed like the story aspect of those. But um, I mean, for games like Diablo, it's just like so light on story and it's so repetitive in terms of just the gameplay. Like the gameplay itself gets pretty stale pretty quickly to me. Like, yeah, like walk around the map and do all this bullshit. And then every few hours you'll get a fucking story beat. 
And the combat itself is like, to me is not that engaging because it's almost impossible to die from what I've been able to tell. And I'm, I got pretty far in the game. Like I'm level 50 plus and I don't think I've died one time on Sweet. the character sounds, remaining. Sounds like my type of game. Like it's just, and, and like I wasn't playing, like I was playing on the veteran level, which is the highest difficulty you can when you start the game. But yeah, I just felt like it was pretty hollow, honestly. Like some of the stuff was fun, but a lot of the dungeons and stuff were just really repetitive. And like the boss fights just felt like they weren't very challenging. So I mean, and and for stuff like that, I mean, it it really like everybody always tells you, well, like the game really starts when you get to level 100 and then you do all that shit. And I'm like, well, I don't want to play a game for 45 hours before it gets fun. So, um, well, there's always yeah, Star I mean, Wars Outlaws in 2024, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that do you game think is. how far do you think you'll get into that game? We think 50 percent, 60 percent. I'll probably play for 20 hours and then I'll like, if it's not anything that's super engaging, I'll get bored of it and stop playing. Like Jedi <laughs> survivor. I didn't even waste my time with, I just wasn't interested uh, in playing that game. Um, you know, wait, wait till it's on game pass ultimate. Speaking of oh, all that shit, I don't even have, have game pass. Have you seen like both Microsoft and Sony have like stealthily just started taking perks away from their online services I think, you know, Sony was one of the first to cancel free games at a certain level. Now I just got an email. Oh, hey, you're our ultimate Game Pass subscriber. But uh, yeah, no, no more games with gold every month. Go fuck yourself. You get to keep the ones you claim, but we're no, we're no longer doing this. Yeah, I it's like every, everyone's everyone's starting to realize like, oh, shit, we're we need to make more money, <laughs> more money, bigger bonuses, increase the, the stock price, make rich people happy. Fuck the consumer. The funny thing is, is like the one game that I've been like kind of interested in and like playing more than anything else right now is a free game that I got from like the PlayStation monthly games. I don't know how long ago I got it. It was Jurassic World Extinction 2. Like it's a park builder game (laughs) and I fucking never played a park builder game. Like I've never played Rollercoaster Tycoon or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, this is our, our age difference, but one of my favorite games as a, as a young kid, a young gamer, was uh, SimCity on the SNES. Yeah. Just fucking loved it. There, there's like a cheat code to where, you know, you could get a bunch of resources and you just, you know, have at it and build your, try to build a, a megaopolis. But I, dude, I'm with you. I, I, uh, I don't play those games very much anymore but i i do love a, a sim type of game where you're you're building something and you you watch the game kind of bring it to life you know watch the yeah. buildings grow up so on and so forth so i, yeah, I can no, feel was, that i can get fun and i like what pulled me into that was just the the, the jurassic part of it because i i like the franchise and it has like the you know it's kind of like the park builder and animal you know are there like time scripted events, Nick? Like just randomly a fucking dinosaur gets out and you have to like patch up the fence or something? Okay. Yeah. Like the dinosaurs will break out of their, in, like their habitats. There'll be storms that come through. Will There'll, you come you know, in like with the, with the hand of God and just fucking whack them around a little bit? I mean, they put them back in their cage. Well, that's what they so, call it. Like when you play these games, yeah. the cursor is it's, it's been called the hand of God since so it's actually, you technically are. Yeah. So like, it, it's actually like, the way that it's set up is like you're, you're building the park and then like you're, you're placing like, 
you know, ranger teams and capture teams and medical teams and stuff like that. Oh, so they'll, like, they'll deploy automatically then? Yeah. Like if you, if they're in a, a like a, a, like a radius or a zone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Yep. So okay. like in some instances, well, shit, I'm, I'm about to, to go like, download Jurassic Park. Extension. Dude, it's, it's honestly like, and it's kind of cool how they have the game set up because there's like a campaign mode that like, basically is like your introduction into like the the gameplay and then there's what they call chaos theory mode which is like you play through scenarios in each of the six different movies so like that's doc, dr malcolm's theory right yeah exactly chaos theory um so like for example for the jurassic park chaos theory mode the the objective is to actually like build an open jurassic park to the public and get it up to a five-star rating so you know, and, and with that comes like you have to send people out on expeditions to get fossils so you can research new dinosaurs to make. And then, sit, you know, all of that kind of stuff that comes with it. So that's been like entertaining me pretty well, pretty light lifting. You can pick it up, put it down for 15 minutes or you can play it for as long as you stay interested in it. So that that has been uh, keeping my attention for like the last week or so. Um, but I know that Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out this week, and that was a game that I had on like early access on steam for over a year so oh, once you break releases, out the steam deck again huh dust that bitch off make sure I, it still works i do not know if it is steam deck compatible uh oh, no. so i'll have oh, to no. look and see oh no but it, it, it'll be something i play on i i'm i um i mean i i know we're a little off the rails right now but we'll bring it back don't worry but i mean there's heavy rumors out there if not actual reports that sony's working on a handheld and for whatever reason, as these rumors start to swell, it's harder and harder for me to use my quote unquote workaround to use the Steam Deck as a streaming client for my PS5. <laughs> so I wonder like if if they're getting closer and closer to announcing the whatever the fuck it's going to be, their, their PS5-esque handheld and they're starting to kind of shut some of those valves off that this app Chiaki has been using on Valve's Steam Deck because it kind of bummed me out. I was trying to play a little Diablo out on the deck this weekend, fired up, and I keep getting an error. And instead of searching Google, like most lazy pieces of shit, I was just like, ah, fuck it. I'll move on to the next thing. So that's that's where we're at on that. All right. All right. Yeah, my, uh, my uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is still just sitting there pretending oh, yeah. that it's ever going to get played. I'll, I'll never fucking play that right right now. I mean, right. Buying a new switch with Zelda was essentially a tax I paid to start gaming with my family this summer. That that's <laughs> what that's turned into, but it's good. You know, the wife and I last night, we did play a little Mario golf, something we would have been doing last year before I paid the tax to Nintendo gods. So it's, it's all worked out. It's good to game with friends and family. There's no doubt about that. All righty. Woo, good stuff. Well, I mean, this is the Star Wars time show, and I do think it's time for some Star Wars. So let's get into it, Nick. Um, Since this was kind of the big industry-led news item, we're going to go ahead and start off with just this. To me, this is just so weird because I I monitor the Star Wars news cycle, obviously. Uh, And really, the past two weeks, the Lando series has been getting a lot of attention because Justin Simeon is the uh, director, possibly the screenwriter of Haunted Mansion. So, he, you know, he's out. He's doing the press junkets promoting Haunted Mansion. Of course, they're asking, hey, you remember when Kathleen Kennedy announced you were 
attached to this project? What's going on? He'd be like, as far as I know, I'm still attached. Haven't heard anything since 2020. And it was literally, I think it was like last Thursday. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm attached. Uh, Nothing's happened. And then I, what was it? Thursday afternoon or Friday happened, Nick. And it's like a complete 180 took place in the Lando Disney Plus series universe. And it was revealed, I think, through Variety. I mean, this still is not an official announcement, but it was revealed that the Lando series is now going to be written by young Lando himself and his brother. So Don and Steve Glover apparently are are taking over the series. So go ahead, Nick. Let them know the nitty gritty. Uh, so basically out of nowhere, it seems that, uh, <laughs> it really was, it was, it was kind of out of nowhere. Cause like I saw it, like first saw it on like some junky website that I see shit on and I'm like, oh, this probably, um, this probably doesn't have any legs to it. And then it got picked up by basically everybody. Um, but, but pretty much Donald and Steven Glover who are, I mean, all of you know that Donald Glover is Lando from Solo, and obviously his music career is Childish Gambino, but his brother, Steven, um, the duo... Who knew? Of, I literally yeah, didn't yeah. even know that, that they, they were partners. Yeah, yeah, no, he has a brother, and they were writing and showrunning partners on the uh, Atlanta series, um, and that series won Golden Globes and Emmys for, you know, like, best... Uh, best TV. I don't know exactly what category it is because it's listed as like a comedy drama. So I, I didn't look up the exact awards, but it's won both Golden Glo- Globes and Emmys, four seasons, all of them available on Hulu now. They've taken over development and writing of the Lando series from Justin Simeon. And the biggest part about this is that, like, it seems uh, Justin was completely unaware of yeah. <laughs> one, well, First off, what his involvement was with the series, because even before this, when he was asked about the Lando series on the press junket tours for Haunted Mansion, he was basically like, yeah, I mean, I was told that I was like working on it, but I haven't heard anything about it in a few years. So um, and now it seems like he has found out via the news, just like everybody else, (laughs) that he is no longer working on the show. You're fired. Yeah, that. uh, Yeah that that Donald and Steven are working on the show. So 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 what say you? I mean, uh, like to me I I still especially because we have a a rumor to talk about later that that kind of compounds with the strike and obviously we got to look at all these announcements now through the lens of the Hollywood strike. So you know, you and I talked blue in the face last week on on Disney and and its money problems, the strike and What's going to happen with all these planned series? Are they still going to be series? Will they go to movies? So on and so forth. So with, with all that being said and knowing what we know and that the, the strike doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Do you do you think this goes anywhere, anytime fast? No. I mean, there's no way that it can. Right. Um, I mean, they, they technically can't even start writing a treatment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, what the intention was behind this, because this also, what, like, from what I can tell, like, Disney did not, uh, like, announce this in any way. This somehow no, leaked out th- yeah, from th- th- somewhere. This is, yeah, industry, like, like I said, this is not official, but it seems like it's getting there, because 
as Tone said, Nick, I, I slid it into your post. Sorry to violate you earlier today, but but Billy D, right around when this news came out, it was on my birthday, the 28th, he tweeted, something exciting coming soon. So, I, I mean, do you think that is a related announcement to the kind of the heat that, that, that uh, the Glovers were getting last week? I think it is because there's really, I mean, like obviously Billy D has a ton of, you know, credits under his belt, but he hasn't been working as much just because of his age. Like he's older, he's in his eighties. And I got to imagine that it's not a coincidence that his announcement literally comes like a day after this blew up or something like that. Right. And it was always my, it was always my opinion that the Lando show and I said this as soon as it was announced you can go back and watch the podcast or listen well, hold to the on podcast hold on we just got an update Bat's saying it's his book <laughs> oh it's his book well anyway oops hey uh, it, well, we can we can still wordsmith it together right it, it still makes sense because you, you got to yeah. include the old guy because you remember you and I we we've already written a treatment for this or you did I believe where yeah. you essentially use Billy in in the present and and he reflects on his past and that's when Glover takes over. But it's almost like didn't we didn't we posit like old old Lando as Billy D would be holding that recorder we saw young Lando with in Solo that he was kind of recording his adventures to, exactly. and, and you know he's he's getting wax and nostalgia or whatever he's looking at it and then that's when we get the and it goes back to young Lando maybe living out and showing us some of these stories that he had captured in that hollow cube or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, no, I mean, that is kind of the the pitch that we had for this for sure, because we were saying, you know, pay us what, glovers, pay <laughs> us. Come on. We're striking to too. We've been yeah. on strike for the past six years. That's why we haven't written anything. Yeah. I mean, what, what better way to handle <laughs> that than to like literally have it be like him writing his memoirs, you know, like he is coming towards, you know, the end of his his time as a scoundrel, he's not out there, you know, uh, running jobs anymore in the galaxy. So, like, if he's writing his memoirs, it would be a fantastic way to incorporate both an older Billy D. Williams as Lando and the younger uh, Donald Glover as Lando into the same show. We also yes. posited that, you know, maybe he's, like, recounting his his glory days to yeah. Jana, um, to, you know, to the the... The character right, that we she's, met in Rise of Skywalker. She, who, you know, that that's the uh, kind of the, the the black female, the the stormtrooper that that Finn kind of links up with. Doesn't you know do the in out in out, but they they kind of become a a part or a pairing in Tross, if you will. Uh, and and it, it there were strong rumors, if not even hints, within the show that that uh, Jaina Jana could be the uh the daughter that lando lost earlier in the timeline when him and luke went to whatever fuck that planet was that that desert planet where they looked Pisana. for ochia bestoon yeah Pisana. there you go um, props so with yeah, that i mean there's there's a lot of possibility with this show in terms of the move itself like going from simeon to glover i mean i think it's it's kind of self-explanatory like i don't yeah, think I mean, that you need to justify no you know, like donald has a ton like like I said he's Golden Globe award and 
Emmy award winning for TV shows. And, and he is young Lando. Like he, he yeah. has experience at this. He, he's embodied the character, you know? So exactly. There, there's really no better artist to grab than the guy that can play the character, but has also been inside the character's head. Therefore he should be able to write for him. It just, yeah. like Nick said, it's a very easy crosswalk here. Yeah. So, um, I was excited to see it because to me, this is just like, okay, well, one series that we thought was dead in the water is actually going to happen. And it's being written by a duo that's already proven themselves uh, in terms of their writing, like TV writing chops and stuff like that. So uh, Glover had like an old quote that I attributed in the article itself. This is from a GQ interview that he did in April about like, you know, now that he's returning to acting in a more serious way after his, uh, you know, after Atlanta ended and after he's kind of like putting his music career on the side for now, he was talking to GQ about like, well, what kind of stuff is he going to work on? This is what he said. He said, I'm not interested in doing anything that is going to be a waste of my time or just a paycheck. I would much rather spend time with people I enjoy. It just has to be the right thing, which I think it could be. Lando is definitely somebody I'd like to hang out with. We're talking about it. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. OK. Uh, that's as much as I can say. So, yeah, because like you said, that was from April, which means yeah. the talks were probably February, March. And, it, you know, it's just someone got wind of it and the, and the press finally reported on it. What, what I want to know is this. I mean, if you think about what Bob Iger has said and what they're doing and what we're going to talk about here about what may happen to Mandalorian season four, because, you know, as much as I don't love it, it does make sense from the shitheads, you know, point of view of trying to save money. But. It it feels like Disney and Lucasfilm have recently, with Bob coming back, Nick, have made a pivot back to movies. You know what I mean? It's like they he he he's cutting all these too much saturation on Disney Plus, blah blah blah. So it does sound like their shift back is the movies. So do you think that if this is all legit, that they're still sticking to TV, or could this now become a a film, maybe even like quasi solo adjacent. Yeah. I mean, it would be a good opportunity to, to go a film route, but I mean, I guess it really depends on like what Donald and Steven want to do. Like, I don't imagine that like they're going to sign on and then Bob's just going to come in and say like, well, you know, you said you wanted to do a, a show like a long form TV show, but we're we're going to do a movie. I'm sure that they would just be like, well, we're not going to do it. So goodbye. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully. Fuck Bob. I mean, he, he's in this group of assholes that like wants people to lose their homes. So, you know, he can use A.I. to create yeah. subpar shitty content. Yeah. So it, it's like to me, I have to imagine that uh, at least the intention right now is for it to still be a show. Um, the big issue I see with turning it into a movie is like, like, what, what are you going to do? Like Iger, like, is there like the reason that there aren't any star Wars spinoff movies anymore is because Iger essentially took those off the table after solo underperformed. That's what I mean. So, it seems like now they're so reversing like, course. He's like, Oh fuck TV bad. Now yeah. we make movie again. And like, I, I just pay don't me 50 know. million bonus. <laughs> And, and like, I like the, the, like the idea behind like making the Mandalorian, I know that like we're far off from this, but like the idea that like, oh, making a movie is, is, is 
is going to be easier or better in some way than making a TV show just doesn't make any sense because like, if anything, if these are movies that are coming out in theaters, which is not clear to this point, these could be Disney plus original movies. Um, it's going to cost you more money and it will, it will cost you more money for production budget for a movie. And it's also going to be less content. So like, your, your creators who were first pitched on the idea of like, hey, you're going to have potentially eight plus hours to tell your story are now going to have to do it in, in maximum yeah, two. Yeah, hey, I'm with you. I, I think like, it dovetails off it. of what we were talking about last week, though, and how it's technically at least front-facing easier to decide if a movie was profitable versus a streaming TV show. So maybe that's, they're like, well, we know X, Y, and Z. If we make a movie, that's going to be our profit streaming unless they know the formula and they're truly not sharing with anyone. It's still like, how do you determine if Mandalorian season three was profitable? I don't fucking know. Like, I just, I don't know. So maybe that's one of the reasons they're thinking about it, Nick. It's just, it's, it's a lot more black and white when it comes to dollars and being in the black versus the red if you make a film. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely easier to be able to say like, okay, well, yeah, this, this like this was the budget and this is how much the movie made in theaters. It's like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from from there for sure. But it's also like, to a certain degree, it's like, okay, well, now that you've like decided that these are going to be movies again, like, are you going to ramp back up to the movie schedule that you had before where you're doing one movie a year? Are you going to, are you going to like, what is it going to look like? I just don't know. And I don't think that, that even Hollywood's fucking it's busted. Like it it is, it's already completely broke. Yeah. It's just like, everything's fucked people. Like, listen, this is great news. I think it's the right move. The Glover's on Lando just makes complete sense. I just, if they don't get a deal done before 24, I mean, this show, if it makes it through, probably won't release till 2027, 2028. At that point, Glover yeah. may lose interest. You just, you never know. It, it's a bummer. And, it, you know, we, 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 we tend the rail on Lucasfilm and Disney because that's our space. That's where Star Wars lives. But this is all across pop culture at this point in time. Oh, Nothing yeah. I mean, is being created except, like Nick said last week, and I'm glad he brought that up because that, that is legit. Unless it's A24, there is no content being made right now. None. Yeah. Maybe yeah. reality Maybe TV. That, that's about it. But unless it's A24, just like Nick said last week, they have signed a deal with SAG Astra and the writers. And, they're, and Hollywood's like, okay, cool. You're allowed to work for them. So it it sucks it really does like i i think all of us especially if you're younger and you don't remember the the last strike the writer it was only writers that time and it still fucked up two or three years of content i mean yeah. great shows got destroyed heroes got destroyed lost got destroyed anything that was airing during that writer strike essentially broke and yeah. we're getting that now like this shit will be broken star wars is going to be affected at this point in time there's, there's, there's no way to get around it. I mean, who the fuck knows when Skeleton Crew is going to come out now? I, I mean, we haven't seen any promo. It's supposed to release this year. This, this could be one. They're like, well, it's late enough into the strike. They're not even allowed to promote it anymore. So fuck it. 
yeah. I mean, I think Ahsoka's only getting out because it just they they got some of the main promo before the actors had the strike. But I would yeah. not be surprised if you if you don't see Rosario, Natasha, none of them doing press for it because I do not believe you're allowed to promote while you're striking. No, yeah, I mean that's why the cast of like Oppenheimer walked out as soon as the. Uh, the strike order went down from the Screen Actors Guild during their press yeah, junkets yep. and during their their movie premieres and stuff like that. It was because, you know, once the line is set, then, you, you know, you can't step over it. That being said, I don't expect there to be a delay in the release of the Ahsoka series because the release no, is that, not based yeah. off of, like, it's going to be like, like Disney sets the release and the show's already done. So they're like, well, who the fuck, like, and honestly, like, you know, they like I guess they do some pre- like they definitely do press for the TV shows, but it's like not to the level of press that they do for movies anyway. So they'll probably just be like, well, we'll just fucking skip it and we'll we'll just cold release it and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never understood dumping a ton of money in the Star Wars press anyways, because you you have built in fanboys like us in the millions to sit there in their basements and do free promo for sometimes a year or two before the fucking thing even comes out. I mean, I I know we live in a bubble and and I am a hardcore fanboy. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I mean, think about just the the amount of people we touch and then go to like a popular Star Wars show and the amount of people they touch. I mean, you, you got to argue sometimes through word of mouth. A lot of people are going to learn about a Star Wars property without the stupid fucking money they they pay advertisers and talent to go out and promote. And half the time, we're like, yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah, no shit. Ahsoka's coming out, no shit. But, I, I, you know, sometimes I forget people are fucking stupid and not at, on the same level uh, of enlightenment as Nick and I. Because, Nick, I was on Reddit today looking at... <laughs> Uh, one of these things we're going to talk about. And in the comments, they're like, oh, Ahsoka's eight episodes? I only thought it was four. That's great news. I'm like, what, what fucking planet do some of you people live on? If you, if, you're, if you have enough time to get on Star Wars Leaks Reddit every day and be a commenter that gets upvoted, you would think you would at least know the basic shit of the stuff you're commenting on. Like, I mean, h- how do you not know the number of episodes? It, 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 it was like a surprise. I mean, it, dude, it was a thread. It was like, oh, shit, that's sweet. It's like every, it was like a fucking revelation. It's like, don't you guys remember back in fucking April at Celebration when they announced that shit or when they announced the two episode premiere? I mean, what, what, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, if you're holy brains, on, on the, too many, the, too many the, holes in brains out there. Yeah, if you're on the, the Reddit site, then you should probably know stuff like that. But also, like, I don't know. There's the, like, I, I don't go out of my way to look up shit either sometimes because it's like there's just so much there's so many different things that are in development that it's just like whatever man when shit comes out it comes out it's like I just oh I I agree (laughs) if it was like a year and a half ago but we're talking like this week two or three weeks before Ahsoka people that go to a a dedicated leak Star Wars board and they're like oh eight episodes it's like, oh, fuck, we're all we're, we're screwed. And hey, we got one here from Tones. I know you didn't watch it, but uh, Secret Invasion, I think, ended last week. And uh, I'll tell you what, it, it, it started strong, but kind of like a lot of Disney Plus shows, it seems, especially on the Marvel side. It's like 
then they just hit the gas and it's like blah, 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 blah. I mean the fucking season finale Nick for a Nick Fury centric show that is going to set up Secret Wars the movie was 33 minutes long I mean it's like w- w- what are we doing here I, I, I will say that show is the reason why Marvel is fucking trash now because Secret Invasion you have, you have gone back and you have essentially said that like since Civil War, the characters that you've been following, they're not who you think they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so all of the shit, I, I guess like light spoilers, but it's out there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's like a major character that supposedly hasn't been themselves since Civil War. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like... They've also created a, a, a now like even stronger than Captain Marvel and Hulk and everyone put together character too. So I, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I mean, literally... Gaia, played by Amelia Clark, aka Kira, is the strongest Marvel character in the MCU. Can't I mean? I, how do you beat her? She she can literally be anybody. Yeah, I mean anybody. It's just like if if Bob was right about anything, it was he's right about pulling back Marvel, Marvel first. Stuff. And that's that's why I was telling you two weeks ago. I'm like, listen, I I know like Star Wars kind of got looped in because they mentioned Lucasfilm, but I I just don't see. Star Wars is oversaturated. You have not had more than two or three shows a year, and some of them are fucking cartoons. So, but that's like, uh, I think that like it's it's hard for us to look at it and say like it's not oversaturated. We like everything. A majority of people don't give a fuck about. Yeah, well, that's because they got rocks and the rocks for brains. You know, yeah, I but mean, they they, they they have more money than we do, and they have more they have more numbers <laughs> than we do. There there are way more casual Star Wars fans than there are hardcore ones. Yeah, I know, and I know. that's where the dollar bills are. Um, so yeah, I mean, it probably won't hurt Star Wars either to pull back on content and like focus uh, on shit that like people are interested in, like. Yeah, it's really cool that there's an Ahsoka series coming out for the 18 people who know who Ahsoka is. Like, it's great for us. I, I'm going to really enjoy that show. For everybody else who hasn't seen a cartoon series that's over a decade old, man, that's going to be confusing. Like, I'm telling it's, you, it's, you're, you're going to be surprised at the Ahsoka reception. It's going to have <laughs> two more viewers than Andor. Stop it. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. She's yeah, got more. I mean, she's got more of a brand than fucking Cassian did. Like you, you gotta at least admit, Ahsoka's gonna. And we saw what happened with Cassian. That was the most expensive show and the least watched one. Yeah, Top but it got the metrics. most Emmys of any Star Wars TV show ever, Nick. I, they they've just honestly like it's it's <laughs> great that, that like somebody as passionate as Dave is in charge of Star Wars. It's terrible that somebody as passionate as Dave is in charge of Star Wars as well because he doesn't understand what a broad audience enjoys. Like, he just doesn't get it. Well, that, that's and kind like of the he, critique. I mean, there, there is a, a legion of fans, I'll say, a legion, that think Dave is a, is a punk. And he's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He, he gets too into the weeds. He's only focused on Easter eggs in the background. Uh, where I'm someone like, you know, Dave is the son of George Lucas. So, I mean, I, I'm going to default to him for the most part and his choices. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can like in terms of like popularity of shows versus quali- like perceived quality of show. The best example of that is fucking Kenobi. Like everybody who's like in our group of people is like, oh, well, the Kenobi show, the the. 
the the graphics weren't great and the CGI was oh you could see the the volume and shit like true, that. True. But it was the most watched TV show like Star Wars show in the last year, hands down. It was that's the most. That, watched that's that. Hello there, man. Fucking you and moves the meter. It's because the character of Obi Wan Kenobi was seen and witnessed by a billion people worldwide. Yeah, and, like and from, Darth, you know, Darth Darth Vader helps too. Having yeah, having I mean, having those like <laughs> flagship characters in there that were from your films that have the biggest reach of. But anything we got to get away from the content. OT, man. We got to develop the sequel era. Like, no, mean, you don't. They, no, you own the fucking license. You can do whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and and the thing is, is like, like I see Bat in here. He's like, I think Ahsoka will be more popular than you think it will be. It won't be. It's very easy to tell why it won't be. <laughs> yeah, you watch the Clone Wars. Can you find me ten people that don't listen to this show that you know that's watched all of the Clone Wars? Ten people, probably not. Like. It's a very rebels show. may even be lower than that. Like rebels was another one because you know the 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 goofy fans. Like, I want my Clone Wars. This is Disney bullshit. Who's Ezra? Another Jedi. Kane, another Jedi. You know they're like they don't do anything. And then by the time it's over, they're like oh we love all these characters. That's why I, I love all these Star Wars YouTube chodes out there that hate females in Star Wars, but they're they're now Ahsoka fans. And and you know back in two thousand eight. They were, you know, the zeros of the world, the doom cock fucks of the world. Probably like, Ahsoka's annoying. She's a little whiny bitch. Fucking con, I hate her. They ruined Anakin. Anakin never had it. Fucking dickheads. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that, like, while the content that Dave is making is fantastic for people like us, if he was, if he is truly in charge of all creative decision making when it comes to, like, wide Star Wars releases... <laughs> He, he really needs to understand. He doesn't understand market dynamics and audiences that he needs to reach. He just doesn't like he, he only, it seems right now, at least that he only understands how to make content for the small group of hardcore star Wars fans, which is why people like us are super happy because like we're getting shows like minutia shows like Ahsoka and Andor and stuff like that. But people don't care about that. And like to get them to a point to where they care about it takes so much lifting because there's so much backlogged content about these characters that it's like it's a big ask for somebody who's never seen Star Wars. Yeah, you know, Rebels to get to that point. Do you remember, Nick, when they did the Clone Wars final season? And they actually had a curated playlist on Disney Plus of I think it was like twelve or fourteen episodes. Like, hey, if you if you can get through these, this is gonna make way more sense. It's gonna hit harder, so on and so forth. I mean, something similar should probably be done with Rebels for really the Mandoverse. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of what's happening in the Mandoverse is rooted in the Rebels. I'm talking about the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett. A lot of that shit is coming out of Rebels. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Rebels was the first series to like go uh, balls deep in. Well, I guess Clone Wars touched on it, but you know, Rebels really went balls deep with Mandalorian culture via Sabine. Uh, I think season three, season four, you know, going back it's to her planet, pretty, the yeah. Dark Saber, the Warring Clans, how she you know invented the the laser that cooks people in their Beskar. 
and you can see, I mean, how the fucking Mando season three was a payoff on Star Wars Rebels in the arc with Bo-Katan and the Darksaber. I mean, that, that's that's what that shit is. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, it, it would be nice to get like a primer on there, you know, to pick out the the choice Rebels episodes that really kind of sets up the new Ahsoka, but also yeah. loops in the key players from the ghost crew. Yeah, I mean, it's. You have, you should have something. I'm like with, I'm with Joe Coglin here. I, I don't even like 10 people. I'm, I'm with yeah. him. He's, I mean, you told him it, to go ask 10 people. He's like, I don't even like 10 people. So, yeah. So like, I mean, but that's the problem is that like it, <laughs> they put themselves in such a bind when the sequel trilogy ended and like, it was unquestionable that the sequel trilogy made money. I mean, across those three movies, it made over $3 sure. billion. I think it made almost $4 billion. And it blew um, up the cannon. <laughs> yeah. And then, but it's like such a weird position because it's like your first movie universally loved. Like you could go back, go look at the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Like the audience score was plus 90% and the critic score was plus 90%. For TFA. For TFA. People fucking Yeah, I mean, it. dude, TF, TFA is a bitch in Star Wars movie. I don't it give is. a fuck it's what really anyone says. Good. It is when I saw that I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's why I named my goddamn daughter. Her middle name is Ray R E Y. I was fucking hyped. I was like, oh yes, I love where this is going. And then they were like, then, yeah, we'll let this guy write this one, this guy write this one, yeah. this guy direct this, this guy direct well, like, that. No one needs to talk to each other. Just fucking live in it, live in a fucking silo, and then pass your script to the next one. Be like, oh hey, you got to deal with this in, the, in your movie. Have fun. Because I'm, I'm, because I'm sure what the plan was for Disney was okay. We we get this sequel trilogy out. We introduce the world, and this is this is the big difference that I'm talking about between what's happening in the Mandoverse and what's what has happened in like the movie verse. You introduced the world, like four billion dollars worth of of people to these these new characters, Ray Pofin. Plus, you know, all of the ancillary characters that you were introduced to in those movies as well. You've put them in a new era of Star Wars. So now you have time to work with. So I'm sure their content plan was like, get these three movies out. Then we can start to develop deeper rooted stories about these characters with our TV series. Problem was, is that they got scared away by fan response. So they didn't follow up on their plan to expand on those characters through the TV series. So what they're doing now is taking obscure stuff that only people know about that watch the cartoon series like us, and they have turned that into their content wheel. And that's the problem is that there's only a certain number of people that know about this shit. And like, as the man and like just track fan response as the Mandalorian has gone along first season, people loved it because there wasn't shit about anything else except the Mandalorian stuff. Like all Mandalorian season one was about the Mandalorian and the story that they were building there as they have introduced more shit that is from the cartoon series, as they've introduced more deep cut stuff that like people like us enjoy fan response and fan reviews have gone down. And it's because well, he's right. I are... mean, see, season three is exactly what Nick is talking about. I mean, season two yeah. was still peak. I mean, it peaked obviously with the arrival because you of, had of home fucking slice Luke motherfucking Skywalker right. walk in and everybody knows you're, that, you're you're making you're making great points. I mean, listen, I, I I love it all. I'm a fucking Kool-Aid drinker. I don't give a shit. I want to fight people that talk smack about it. But that's my problems to deal with. 
but he is not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, even some hardcore fans have punched some holes in The Mandalorian Season 3. Like, I'll be the first one to tell you, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. It was not as good as Season 1 and Season 2. There was some there were some down moments. There were some meandering moments. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly simple up here in the gray matter, so I, I, I still was thoroughly entertained. But the point he's making, and we all got to remember, myself the most sometimes, is that the majority of the world is is not us. Uh, they don't yeah. they don't think like us. Star Wars is just a thing. Some of them think it's it's odd the way we get into it, and that's fine. We can spit on their faces. Uh, but you know, Nick's making some some great points here today. How's that, fans of Young Nick? Am I doing good today, Spencer? I mean, you cocksucker. Well, and, and and I just want to clarify this for people listening too. I, I'm not trying to say that the content that's being made right now is bad or that it shouldn't be made or anything like that. Cause I love the content that's being made now. And I think that, that it is valuable to have that content that is right. Being right. Made. Nick's not, these aren't Nick's thoughts. He's just summarizing real life for everybody. Yeah. Cause like what it ultimately comes down to is like money in the door and like this stuff is not going to get money in the door and it hasn't gotten money in the door, at least according to, you know, uh, the, the 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 C-suite at Disney. I mean, he's trying to tr- scrap 3.3 billion from their content budget. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why a lot of these questions and a lot of the the rumors that we're going to talk about with Mando season four is going to come up. But like, what I'm saying that should be happening is there is a lack of content development that's happening on characters that the broadest audience knows about, which should be your first priority when you're making content like continuing content for a, for a brand like star Wars, your first priority should be like, Hey, we've just introduced the world to these three characters, Ray phone, Ray Poe and Finn. We need to continue that and build off of that momentum. What you've now done is said, okay, well people's response to those movies probably wasn't where we wanted it to be. And now we have issues with the talent that was involved in those movies coming back. So now we have to pivot to something and what they pivoted to was really cool for us, but not really cool for most people. Well, Nick, it's it's also being done to backfill some of the shit that was brought up in the sequels, right? I mean, all this cloning shit and this is all for Palpatine's return. So even even the content they're trying to make that's new and it's not OT, we got to get away from the OT. It's still beholden to what they did with the sequels. Yeah, so it's just it's it's like the development of Star Wars and the content that's coming out right now is just in a real kind of murky spot. And, you know, viewership has been going down for certain shows and they really have to find a way how to bring it back up. I think that first thing like I in th- and kind of going back to where we started with the Lando series, I think the Lando series is 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 one of those ways to potentially get some viewers and some eyes back onto it. Not because of the character of Lando, but because of the person who's playing Lando being Donald Glover. Donald Glover is one of the hugest, like one of the biggest stars on the planet. Like he's his, his music career was massive, like worldwide tours. Oh yeah. His, his, like his, like I said, his, his TV show that he made with his brother Emmy award winning golden globe award winning. Like he is a very popular person with charisma that demands 
eyes and attention from the people who follow him. Well, it's, so when it's he the character some, too, right? It's yeah, the I mean, character. Like, and like, the, the timeline is is the bread and butter. I mean, it would yeah. be like that 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 period, you know, rise of republic almost in the OT. As Tone saying, the OT era is where the best stuff comes from. And I, you know, being a child of the '80s, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, no, I mean the 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 OT is is an era that is it's the genesis. I mean, it's it's yeah. the launch point. And it's like it's what. And, and, and like, I don't want to like keep going into like how you're supposed to like build content to like serve certain audiences and stuff like Tell that. You should write a but, fucking book or something or come up with a video <laughs> series on how to make money. You, you, know, you know, all the buzzwords and ideas. <laughs> but, 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 but here's funnel, the issue. right? Let's like, funnel something. Funnel that yeah. shit. <laughs> but here's the issue right now is that like, yes, the OT era is like, it's, it's, it's prime. It's what, it's what a lot of people enjoy the most, but what we have to understand is that like, like tones, like me tones, Matt, like we're of an age that like the yeah, OT we're, we're is dying. supposed to be our favorite. Yeah. Like, we're dying. We're, we're the, yeah, the like, dinosaurs of fandom now. So to continue to create content within the OT is going to give you short term returns. Like for sure it will, because people like us will still like, pay to see content that's made in the OT era. We'll still, you know, give our monthly sub to see content that's made in the OT era. But realistic, like if you talk to Jared, if you talk to a lot of the younger, like not even younger, I'm just talking like mid twenties people. SW props, scoundrel, like the prequel babies. Like the, like prequel movies are theirs. And then you also have to realize that there is an entire generation of people that have not had, like that aren't on the internet screaming and crying about things that really fucking truly enjoy the sequel content. So what you're doing, but Nick, by you can't only- enjoy star Wars unless you <laughs> bitch about it on social media. Yeah. Uh, and that's how like, and, and that's the problem is that like, that's how the executives are making decisions right now is based off of social media content or like perceived <laughs> expectations views. From, from stuff like that. But like if they, if we uh, continue, so star Wars continues to make content that's only in the OT era, you're going to have see you're going to have probably a 3 to 5 year run where you get good returns and then you're going to see a fucking of huge cliff fall off. I I, I I contend the prequel army they're the most vicious of Star Wars fans these days. I mean it's like they they took all their PTSD from their prequel errors and being little kids and having people like me tell them they're stupid and they are they are exacting revenge on everyone right now. I I I truly believe and I'm not saying our, our prequel lovers, but the, the the shit talkers out there, the chodes, all prequel bros, guaranteed. I mean, it's it's very possible, but also like it's again, it's like I go back to Kenobi because Kenobi was the series that people were like, there's still juice left in this Star Wars. Well, yeah, because like, he scratches the, both eras, right? I mean, yeah, he, that, he that hits, series had its toe in each one. Exactly. Like. It's a character that originated in the OT and the story that's being told is leading into the OT, but it is firmly rooted in the prequel because of the star himself, Ewan McGregor, because of all of the things that are happening at the time period. We haven't gotten to the point to where it's like full, like full on empire like we were in OT. Like there are still characters from the prequel trilogy that are still kicking around that you recognize. So like you're right in the middle and you have this like the most loved star from the prequels that starred in that show, which is why that show 
above all of the other ones fucking took off. And it, it wasn't like you could argue it wasn't because of the quality. Some people will say it wasn't, you know, like the quality wasn't there. It's because of the era and the person that was starring in it. Hundred, like, hundred, hundred. So it's, it, it, it's a, it's a fucking tough spot to be in right now as like, not only a Star Wars like content creator like we are, but in terms of like being an actual Star Wars creator, like like Donald Glover, like you know Dave Filoni and John Favreau and stuff like that, because there's like it has expanded to the point now to where it's like you have to do you have to serve different content to the different audiences that are out there, and they're not doing it. They're only serving content to a particular audience. And that me. is the smallest audience that's available. So. Give me more. <laughs> Give me the geekiest shit you can you can put out. I want I want a series on uh, Revan before he even became a Jedi, like his daily yeah. life on whatever planet he sat in a hut in. Yeah. So it's oh it's, man. All right. Well, it's, it's a tough spot, and like it doesn't help now that we're in the middle of a writers and screenwriters. That, that just strike. fucking compounds it by so like a like, factor of a million. Add that shit onto it because now there's no content production that can go on. And if there are contracts that are in place, like if, if, if John Favreau has a contract that ends in 2026, then you, you don't have much time left to do whatever it is that you're going to do to wrap up your, you know, your Mandoverse. And if, if Disney doesn't plan on renewing him and they're like, Hey, you got till 2026 and then you're out the fucking door, then yeah, that's that, where that's where we get into rumors like Mando season four is going to be a movie and not a right. show. Right. So it's, it's hey, you know what? Really since you spot. said it, let's just go ahead and we'll, we'll, I'm going to shift the order a bit since you kind of naturally led us in there. Might as well. Right. That's how the yeah, pros do it. it. So, yeah, I mean, this, this came out uh, yesterday, I believe, coming from making Star Wars. So it's more than likely legit. Uh, but the word is because of these Hollywood strikes that uh, some executives and studio people over at Lucasfilm and Disney are considering a backup plan for the Mandalorian season four, which would involve essentially taking the eight episodes worth of scripts that are written. We know this as fact. John Favreau has said as much and uh, pairing them down into a single movie. And this would this would not be the already announced Mandoverse movie. This would literally be taking Mando season four and potentially some of what they were thinking of doing in a never announced Ahsoka two and getting everything, all the prerequisites here. Here's essentially I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you here. So according to MSW and his Lucasfilm sources, there are fears over John Favreau and Dave Filoni not being able to finish two seasons of Mandoverse programming that are going to be prerequisites for Dave's already announced Mandalorian Universe movie event. Now, obviously, this is due to the ongoing strike. And if it if it does push into 2024, it sounds like this idea of taking all the Mando S4 scripts and condensing them into a movie is the preferred plan of those that uh, cut the checks. So for us, we lose a, a season of TV, you know, upwards of six, seven, eight hours of, of story, and that gets changed into, you know, knowing Star Wars, they, it's, it's like, fuck it. We had eight hours worth of content, so we'll give you an hour and a half long movie Right. That's kind of what they did with Trost. They're like, oh, this is the last Skywalker movie. 
We got all sorts of shit to patch up. We just resurrected the guy that we thought was dead, but we're going to tell it super super quickly (laughs) because fuck that shit, right? Who cares? Uh, Uh, It's just, um, I, 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 I guess like you were saying earlier, I mean, I, um, I don't quite understand how turning it into a movie potentially gets it out quicker and cheaper. You would yeah. think that that's like the, the the studio's only goal is is quick and cheap, right? They don't give a fuck about artistry. Clearly, look what they're doing with the talent. Um, I don't know, man. What, what what do you think about this? I mean, like I said, the Mandoverse shows that are potential prerequisites for the already announced Mandoverse movie would be Mando S four and MSW said Ahsoka two, which has never been officially announced. I mean go ahead you're you're the one that that kind of spins on the business side of things a yeah. little bit better than me but it, it's when i first read this I was like oh yeah that kind of makes sense and then as i'm thinking about it, like eh, not really yeah i mean to me this signals two things uh, one a lack of confidence in streaming which we kind of already had hints at when Iger was talking about like oh well disney plus is our biggest money loser and you know, we're going to cut back on on TV, you know, streaming oriented content for both Star Wars and Marvel. So it's already out there that there is just a general lack of confidence in in, in streaming, at least from Disney. I don't know if that applies to the wider so ecosystem. You, you think it's it's like just the, the platform is is the deal? It's kind of like I oh, said yeah. earlier, where it's much easier to see if you made money or not, if you go movie versus TV. I, I think like it's it is. It is a business model that Disney has been able to succeed in. Outside of Solo, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like consistently. I, I mean, you could, yeah, outside of Solo, and like even for some of their more recent releases, like Elemental didn't do very well, and apparently, like Haunted Mansion's not tracking very high either. But like historically, Disney has always been strong in theatrical release category. It's also the business model that they know the best. They're like, I know if I spend. X amount of money on production budget, X amount of money on marketing budget, and I make X amount of money in theaters, then we have done well. Like it's, it's, it's much easier to parse like your profitability margins and like if you, if it's a success or not. So like, it's not surprising to me that Iger is like, Hey, movie, because the production, like the, like the budget may actually be more for a movie but it's also way easier to make money off of a movie, like a theatrically yeah. released movie, at least in their mind, than it is to make it off I of mean, something that goes through streaming. Nick, you think that the shoot should technically be a bit shorter too, right? I mean, you're not shoot necessarily probably be covering the, the same amount of time either. I mean, if, if you're going from a potential of eight hours of story down to hopefully two, please, uh, you would think you're not going to need as much time to film. Yeah, I mean, I would assume less time to film, less setups, less crew required and stuff like that, maybe. Um, And so here's where I'll get cynical about this. Do it. Is if they actually do it, this this could be the gunshot that kills the Mandoverse. (laughs) Like literally shooting the whole Mandoverse in the head, and I'll tell you why. Well, you you would effectively take it off. It, It would no longer be a series. Well, it's not even that. It's like 
Oh, if it it's, fails in theaters, it's exactly. stick a fork in it. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is what I talked about. Yeah, like you're right. Last episode. It would be the solo effect. Yeah, it it's I I said this when we were before this even came up, like when we were talking about like the Mando crossover film, and like when I was talking about like how do you get people interested, and and my response was, hey, release the first couple episodes of TV on in theaters, and then funnel those people back into your streaming service. Here's what'll happen if you do a Mando season four movie with no context to a movie audience. You're gonna put out a movie that is stuck in the middle of a universe that has been running on TV for over, for what, four and a half years now. And then yeah, the 2019 people, is when it started. And then like you, you, you have essentially put yourself in a position to where it's like, I'm releasing content that people have no context for if they've never seen the shows. And if it does not do well, it's done. It's like dead, if, yeah. they, if they spend $250 million to market and put this out, like to produce and market it. And this movie makes a solo amount of money. Like it makes $330 million. Bye-bye. No yeah. more. It's Din, Din Djarin is going to be buried in the desert with E.T. Atari con- or, or cartridges and Funko Pops. Yeah. I mean, it, it kills it immediately because. I didn't even think about that. You're right. I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on. It, it would literally be solo. It would, yeah, they would no. kill everyone. Like Pedro Pascal would be dead. They would and kill then, him just like, like they killed uh, Alden. They'd just be dead. Because what would happen is now the C-suite, Iger and who else, like whoever else, CFO, finance guy, CMO, Fucky marketing Bucky. guy, like can, can physically say we spent $250 million to <laughs> make this look, movie and Bob. put it out. Here's and the then, numbers, pal. Yeah, and then it only made $275 million. What does that tell me? There's not an audience for this, so we're killing it. And they <laughs> will kill it. And like, so... Floney will be and, and nailed to that, a cross, mounted yeah. in, in George's yard. And I think that Bob knows that. Like, Iger knows that like, hey, if if we can get this thing to <laughs> be like, made yeah, as a movie... He's like, yeah, let's kill it. That's, that's, more things we can take off the books. Yeah, because it's to him... He doesn't care about the content. He cares no. about the revenue. Like Bob, it's not, it's also not his job. Like I will put it out there. Like it's not his job to care about the content. Well, his you remember job, he did, he did make it his job with the yeah, movies it, though. Remember he was like it, wanting dailies and review, reviewing yeah. scripts and whatnot. And he, <laughs> even at that time we said, it's not your job to care about the content, Bob, but he did. But now he's definitely taking the, the approach of it's not my job to care about the content. It's my job to care about the revenue. And this is a move that he knows if it does well, it looks great on him because it was yeah. his idea to put this out as a movie. If it does, if it makes $500 million off of a $250 million budget, like boom, win. he made it happen. Give him his $50 million bonus for that right there. Yeah. And then if it doesn't do well, he can, he has physical numbers to say, this is the reason why I'm killing this. It's the same reason that they did. Like you said, same yeah. reason with solo. Yeah. This is the reason why we're not doing it anymore. You see why the money, like you can see the dollars. So, see, I mean, it, we, we let happens, Nick off the chain and he just makes us all feel sad. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's right. I mean, he's speaking fucking truth here. And, you know, like I said, from the report, if this strike does lurch into 2024, this is what leadership wants to do. I, yeah, I, I don't think this is the creatives. Uh, even Jason from making Star Wars is like, listen, I, 
this isn't coming from the creatives. This is just what's being heard in in the uh, you know the planning rooms of of leadership. Yeah. So and, uh, and he too he he kind of prefaced and I think it's like what you're saying and and kind of you know tones is like I I don't think this is gonna happen. None of us really know. But what Jason's saying and I can kind of you know jump onto this bandwagon is, is like if this thing does happen and it does become a movie, let's just make sure that the creators are getting. Uh, getting what they want out of it and it isn't just like some filler bullshit or or like a stopgap that the studios kind of put their thumb on their head like hey strikes over we need some star wars content out there we're gonna fucking pump out this movie we don't give a fuck what you say or the quality or what it's gonna do to your plans just get it out there so um if it if this does come to fruition hopefully it's it's done with a little bit of thought and care and that the uh, creatives are are able to get the the vision through because for me, Nick, it's hard to it's hard to think that a writer like John, a creative like Dave, would be able to jam two seasons worth of Mandoverse content into a two hour film and actually pay off on the the story they were hoping to tell as a prerequisite for the actual Mandoverse movie that should be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, content like outside of all of the other shit that I just said, like content wise, tough ask. Like it's hard to do to like condense, especially knowing for a fact that Dave's already written all the scripts. Like, yeah, it, it's this isn't like to, some. Yeah, it's it. It would be a, a complete pivot at this point in time. Yeah, because I mean, you're probably taking. I mean, uh, like for for those of you who don't know how like Hollywood scripts work, a, a pay, it's a page a minute. Like that's what it is. It's one page equals is roughly equivalent to one minute of screen time. Um, so you're, you're trying to get essentially a 120 page script out of a 400 page script right now over prop potentially more than that, like 400. So you have to take cut more than you could cut 65% of what you've already written to make it down to a movie. That's very hard. Yeah. Um, well, hey, let, so, let, we could, I guess we could technically play devil's advocate. I mean, I'm a glutton for Star Wars content. I could watch stick figures if it was telling a, a good story. But Nick, you, you could argue at times, especially in Mando season three, that, you know, I, I'll never say filler, but there were some slower segments that didn't necessarily feed into the overarching narrative of the series. Oh, so yeah. I guess you could argue if it, if, it, if season four has to get pared down to a movie, you'd probably be getting the cream of the crop, but you would miss out on some of the nuanced stuff that you're allowed to develop in, in long form TV. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's not really that great of a, yeah. in, in exchange for, for someone like me that does, I, I do like the time. I like the deep dives. I don't care if we spend an hour with Pershing or whatever. I mean, I, I kind of get into that type of stuff, but I, I do understand how, as, as Nick keeps bringing up, you got to under, we, we sort of have to placate the casuals so we can keep playing with our toys that we love so much. Uh, yeah, no, you, you know, no. this, we, we still run a, a capitalistic society, even though we believe in corporate socialism, you, you got to feed the machine. And the only way to do that is with dollar dollar bills. Y'all. So, and just to like, I don't like to give you the other side of, of the, the doom and gloom that I painted earlier, the other side is the, like what could also possibly happen, which would be great is what I suggested with the TV, like the two episode release for the shows, 
where you could have Mando season four movie release in theaters. Okay. Like if you, if you set it up well enough to where people understand what they're seeing and you get a box office that is appropriate to say like, this is a successful franchise. Then what could happen is if you decide to pivot back to TV after season four, then you boost your Disney plus subscriber count with all of the people who are first exposed to the Mandalorian through the movie theater screens. So like you could have the inverse happen where it's like, okay, people came out in droves to see this movie. And now we see our subscriber count on Disney plus go up because we have a bunch of interest that we didn't have before. We, Hey, we got to work on getting you in the Lucasfilms marketing department. All right. Look, get, get a little, get a little sanity in there. A little reality. I just let Nick, like, Nick start sure. turning some of these spitballs into actual ideas. Cause I, I, uh, oh, by the way, for you diehards, if, if there's a segment that stands out for you in a show, could you either just put it in the, in the chat stream here or send me something in discord? I've been trying to like do a clip of the show on Wednesdays now as we are rebuilding star Wars time. Dacho on Instagram, you know, you got to have content to, to feed the AI. That's why my happy ass is still putting shit out there, even though I kind of want to stop it all, but you do that. The machines think you're dead and bye bye reach. Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've lost where I was going, so go ahead and you take back over. Yes, show if you have any particular show segments that you think are cool that we should there you put, go. To put on the the Instagram feed. Uh, let, 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 let me know because like, like Nick said last Discord. week, you know when you guys were yelling at me for being mean to him, he's like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck we said or what we talked about that we record, and I'm the same way. Like you guys probably think we we know what we're gonna talk about. No, we have some prompts. And then we just go blah 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 blah. If you think it was written in our script for me to have another thirty-five minute talk about the business end of TVs versus movies, definitely was not in there. Yeah. So we we don't remember anything we fucking say. But sometimes you guys are like, "Oh, that was interesting," or "That was cool." Let me know, and then I might be able to like scrub a little bit more efficiently the next day. And yes, I do hold my phone up and record the screen because it's quick and easy and no one cares about quality anymore online. So who gives a shit? All right. Sorry. That was a little Uh, PSA. Yeah. So, I mean, if it is true, I mean, what MSW saying here is potential, not only potentially Mando season four, but then there would be like an Ahsoka two film. Yeah. Yeah. Again, these are uh, what he is. He is positioned as, as prerequisites for the already announced Mando verse end game style movie event. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I like, I can see why they're doing this because it's, it's the easiest to track in terms of, of, revenue well, you know what, Nick, it, it, it's also okay. some good FUD to put out there to the talent there. You know, it, this too is probably leaked from leadership Yeah, to get it out there. Like, oh, Hey, you know, put this out there. We're going to fucking take away your, 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 you know, all your residuals for eight shows and just give you a movie and you know, this and working hours will be cut. I mean, think about just not even the stars. Like, think about yeah, going from working on a TV see. series to a movie, like the people that l- truly can't afford to live that work in Hollywood. Now they're losing out on more days of work, so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the one thing that they didn't think about is that now you have to, like, if you're really going to make it a movie, do you think Pedro Pascal is going to be like, sure, you can pay me my TV salary 
Fuck no. No, he's he's going to want his 10 million men. And then and then what they'll do is like, well, we don't see your face anyway. So we're just going to You're paid you. as a voice actor, yeah. <laughs> you're, pro- yeah. you're only paid yeah, as a like, voice actor. It's like, yeah, we can get somebody to do the voice or we'll like your pay scale will literally be voice actor pay scale. And then yeah, he'll be like, "Sweet, I'm one of the hottest commodities on the planet right now, so see ya. Yeah. I don't so, care. I'll just I mean, keep like, making the last of us." It's it's a can of worms. Like Star Wars yeah. is in a really fucking shitty spot right now. It's bad. It's and like look, the content is good. Like the content that we're seeing that you know is out there right now, like we enjoy it and like there are, you know, there are the the really kind of nitpicky people out there who are complaining about I can see the volume and CG isn't as good and all that shit. Yeah, go Content back and watch good. the original trilogy then, if, if that type yeah. of shit bothers like the, you. Like the unspecialized original trilogy, where it was like a balloon popping when the fucking Death Star exploded. Like, yeah. Um, well, shit, dude, even the special edition looks probably even more janky because the effects are 1990s, you know? So yeah. it's like fucking <laughs> bullshit. But yeah, looking. I mean, the, the franchise is in a really shitty spot right now because you have no movie theater presence and you don't have a movie theater presence that's coming anytime soon now because of the strike your tv is in a spot to where it's like the content is fantastic for a very small number of people um and you don't know how to transition back to theaters like they they literally don't no they don't know how to transition. no you're right transition i mean it's, back it's, i theaters. think they're scared i mean that's why we haven't had a movie since 2019 yeah can anyone tell me who is on Matt's shirt? It's it's Cassian. It's a it's a shirt. Well, I, I just I just Andor. stood up and did my my modeling for them. <laughs> so hopefully they, it's it's shaved Cassian, so he looks kind of like a creep. Uh, <laughs> that's from our boy uh, Adrian, who uh, yeah. he was supposed to send us something as like a get a get well uh, gift after the <laughs> uh, account got blowed up. But you know he's too busy making kick ass toy photography. Adrian. Yes, he's been. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for tickling so. our tits. But yeah, uh. I mean, this, it's interesting rumors out there. And the thing is, is like, it's so hard. Like, we're going to have to wait a while before anything is like confirmed, like it's, truly well, confirmed. According to my, to Stump Buddy, uh, September, they, their, their talks are scheduled to resume. Uh, but I don't, I don't, it's not sounding like there's going to be any positive outcome. So like, like this report saying, if, if the strike goes into 24, regardless of what happens, shit's going to start getting shuffled and, and butt fucked just because there's no one working on this stuff. What's going to end up happening is if it truly does go this far, there will be independent content houses that pop up. Like well, yeah, more be, more A24s, right? I mean, I I, yes. I don't know, like, how are these other studios not doing what A24 did? It, it you right now, Nick, you could you could get the cream of the fucking crop. You know what I mean? Like, hey, biggest yep. name out there right now. You want to work? You want to you want to be seen in theaters? Come do this movie. You might not have done yep. it before, but now let's go. I mean, because here's like if 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 I was an actor, Matt Nick's production fuck house. There we go. But, let's let's but get like, it going. Honestly, so like, this is something in like, you're a fan of Kevin Smith as yes. am I. Yes. Kevin at this point makes movies based off of like, he crowdfunds some of his movies. He gets funding from independent investors for some of his movies. And he makes, he made Clerks 3 purely off of independent money that, that, you know, so that, that like a production house gave him, like a small production house gave him, not like AMT. He's going PT George stuff, Lucas like the, style. 
fun yeah, in like, it. Or you start crowd like he, he Kevin made a whole movie based purely off of crowdfunding. Like he he got like he he raised like two like what was it two point five million dollars in crowdfunding, and then based off of that, an independent investor gave him like an additional three million dollars to make his movie. So what like realistically, if this strike continues to go on into twenty twenty four. Clark's what actors four. And, and writers should <laughs> do is two. they should start to put projects together themselves and then crowdfund them. Because Jay and Silent Bob three do it, and boom, there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, that that you, that that is a good point. And then it's like you would you would assume at some point in time the people with the wallets are going to start coming out and realizing there's an opportunity to make a name for your, your production studio, but also to make some cash. Cause there's not going to be yeah. all the big IPs are going to be dormant. You know, you, yeah. you're not going to be, you can't put Marvel movies out, star Wars movies out, any sequels of, of this, that, or the other thing. So th- it could be kind of like Nick is saying a, a Renaissance yeah, for indie film again. Yeah. It's an opportunity. You could have con you could have, production studios houses that are created during this strike that become fantastic content houses for years to come. If people can organize properly and realize that like, because the writers and the, the actors are on strike. If you guys actually came together, you get and the said best like, of the Hey, best. we, we, we don't fucking need Bob Iger to give us $150 million to make a movie. We don't need, David Zaslav to sign off on our project for WB. Like Pay we can writers. write and create our own things and then we can get independent investment to make it like, you know, obviously I don't, I wish I hadn't industry, spent so, so much money on star Wars toys or I could maybe start a production house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's as I look to my left I'm like, Christ, you know, there, there's some seed money. You know what I mean? Project green light, give them, give them 30 yeah. grand and, Start a little production studio called, like I said, Matt and Nick's Fuck House. We'll spell house H A U S E. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll it would get, be, a little, get a little German in there. Well, I mean, like Kung Fu called it out too. Kung Fu said Broken Lizard did it for Super Troopers too. They yeah. definitely did. I, I, I donated to that. I donated to that and I saw it. Uh, and, and then for his names are in the John, credits, God damn it. Yeah. For Jod 21, J O D 21, Super Troopers 2 is already out. It's probably been out for. Four or five years now. It's out there, buddy. It's it's not as good as one, but it's worth a watch if you're a fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, like other other studios have done that. Obviously, you're not gonna get Star Wars content, you're not gonna get Marvel content, you're not gonna get like branded. No, like I said, or, any big tent pole IP is is off the table. It, it would all be yeah. new, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, we No, it, it's not. I mean, look, 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 like, look what happened to DC. It, it exploded. Marvel starting to decay. It just it, even as for suckers like me, if the if the narratives aren't top notch, eventually it's just and it happened to Nick. Like he's tuned out of Marvel for the past two years because it's just enough was enough. Yeah. You know, how many how many <laughs> more times can you introduce this hero and put him in the same situation and this the same resolution to the plots? So. I don't know. It is. It's a, uh, Hey, you always got the star Wars time show Tuesdays, 5 P East on YouTube when there's literally nothing to watch. Maybe Nick and I will start our own self-produced reality series and we'll just we'll yeah. wear like a fucking GoPro that just stares at our head all day and broadcast to, to Twitch. Yeah. But it, it, so I don't know. I mean, it's like what, what is going to be interesting is like how our content looks first for the show 
if we do get into an area where we're in right well, how do we know we're we at least for- are going to make it till october right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got Ahsoka, that's for sure. But then after Ahsoka, uh, we are literally in a position to where it's like, it it just it'll be all speculation and rumor. We I don't mean, know. We're going to start <laughs> yeah. doing AMAs once a month and and yeah. and just making up special topics. Like I mean, start doing the the D and D show more often. I have no idea. Like I truly. Uh, speaking like, of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Scoundrels of the New Republic, Chapter Two, aka Episode Three, releasing next wednesday on youtube and podcast platforms I, i'm gonna get it all prepped this week before i head out and uh you will have that to watch slash listen to next week the title of the episode is the mission the mission and it's so, not impossible i'll tell you that we didn't have to call ethan in mi6 yeah, we couldn't get the rights for the impossible part so we That's just right the the mission the mission is not impossible is what we should have called it. But yeah, so no um no live next week. And that that'll probably be our last no live for a minute cuz I'm I'm at least I'll at least be locked in ready for the I, fall, not going anywhere. I have a wedding in September. Actually, I'm not sure. No, I I don't think I need to miss a show for that because right. where I leave on Friday and then I get back on Sunday. So I'm I should be all good there. Yeah, so next week, Scoundrels of the New Republic, listen to it passively. Obviously, it's not going to be live. Watch or listen. Week after that, I, I know I have at least one topic planned. We're going to do our, our once for Ahsoka. And then the week after that, the day before Ahsoka drops, we'll do our predictions kind of like we've done for Andor and Mando. So we can come back at the end and revisit both of those lists and see how we did. Uh, but we're, we're not going to shift the show for, for being in season. We've never done it. We're not going to do it now. So hopefully you still appreciate our insights even a week later. It is kind of nice because if you think about it, you come to us a week later after all these other gas bags told you all the wrong bullshit. We get your mind corrected Tuesday night so you're fresh and ready to go for the new episode on Wednesday. And then you get another week to think about all the wrong things and then we correct you on the following Tuesday. So that's how it goes. I'm... um. I'm trying to get up for producing the content like I usually do, but there is a part of me. I don't know what's happened. Uh, it's I, I think it's just a, it's a little bit of fatigue, my friends, and, and not seeing any sort of return. But knowing myself, I'll probably still be up on the 23rd pumping out some content for the hundred of you that watch it. And I appreciate the hundred. It should be at least a thousand, if not 10,000. So everyone go fuck themselves. All right. Let's move on to something that is real that we don't have to speculate on. It is in the can. It's dropping 8.23, and that's the Ahsoka series. And you're probably sitting there going, what the fuck are you guys going to talk about this week? That Merrick guy again? Yes, we are. (laughs) Merrick's back, man. This motherfucker, he's been giving us content all summer, but we got some new insights into him that, you know, who knows? We'll, We'll see where the speculation goes. But Merrick got his official Star Wars databank listing, Nick. And it gives us some some information that we did not know before. I mean, all all we knew was like, hey, this guy looks like an Inquisitor, but Inquisitors shouldn't be around at this point in, in time. Why is he going after Ahsoka? Did he come through the world between worlds? Is it Ezra? Is it is it Barris? Is it Starkiller? Is it your mom? Well, now we know a little bit more about Merrick. And I, I don't know about this. I want to see where Nick Nick goes. So, all right, here's here's his databank entry. So this is canon. 
Once an Inquisitor hunting Jedi for the Empire, the mysterious Merrick now works as a mercenary hired by Morgan Elsbeth to carry out dark deeds. Fully encased in battered battle armor, the warrior still carries a red double-bladed saber with a circulating hilt. So, notice it's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. the theories are still alive for, for Barris or Ezra. But based on that, Nick, what they're telling us that Merrick was an Inquisitor, did his Inquisiting during the Empire. Now, like Balin and Shin, but not like Balin and Shin, because he was an Inquisitor, so he leaned towards the dark side and he still uses a red blade. He also, as a mercenary that has been hired by Morgan Elsbeth, who seems to be going around and collecting mercs that have force abilities and can use light swords or laser swords. Yeah. So, so what do you think here? Like, is it is this still kind of smoke and mirrors? Obviously, yes, probably Inquisitor back then because they're saying it. It's just one yeah. we never saw. Maybe Merrick's the name and it was a brother or a sister with a number, but obviously they're not going there. So what, what do you think about this new information? Yeah, I think that if if this is fully 100% legit, that, that kind of takes Ezra off the table it doesn't necessarily take Barris off the table because that's the big thing about Barris is like, we don't really know what happened to her after the fall of the Republic. Like we haven't really seen her in post clone wars content that suggests that she did become an inquisitor, but also like there's, there's just nothing out there about her. So it's very possible that it's still her. Uh, this, this kind of, like nixes the theory that I had previously that it's an inquisitor that somehow found their way through the world between worlds and ended up here and is just kind of like after Ahsoka because they were after Ahsoka in the past. So they're just kind of continuing that. Um, it, that seems less likely. Um, so it, it does kind of like in my mind, it kind it does kind of nix the Ezra angle though, so it, yeah. it kind of removes yes. one of those big theories. I, I I kind of felt the same way. I think I even wrote that up in in my little dumb report. Uh, yeah, I, Ezra off the table. So uh, you know we're back to brand new character out of nowhere or or Barris. And I, I don't like the Star Killer shit even with the Merrick name. It just it, 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 go back rewind the show as, to to next point about casual versus nut jobs like ourselves. It would just it would make no sense. So brand new character, which I don't love, but oh well. You you can do interesting things with new characters, but the one to me I, I'm still stuck on this would be Barris because finding out that Barris has been a secret inquisitor all along since the Clone Wars would be kind of cool. It would make sense as to why Morgan may have gone after this type of Merc, specifically for Ahsoka. Maybe she didn't even know, but again, for a fan and the payoff from the Clone Wars arc that these two were linked together in, it it just it, that would be my preference, which means there's no chance in hell it's going to happen. So, I mean, could Merrick just truly be Merrick? It, it seems I like mean, a waste. It just seems like a waste. It, yeah. And it's like, it's I, it, like you said it, it's like for, for people like us, the best thing is when it's like, oh, it's this person from then. And like, I feel like there's always that itch 
that we have where it's like just tie it back because it's so easy to tie it back and, like and it's a dave series so where you'd think that would happen but yeah stuff like that hasn't really happened in the mando either so you just yeah i you know. know it's like we we always have these not that he writes for, that but he is you know he consults heavily yeah like we always have the theories for for mando verse and it's like oh it's it could be this or it could be this it could be this um but it's always like super like it's it's super hard for I don't know if it's just super hard for them to do that or if they have other plans for specific characters or if it just doesn't get approved or whatever the fuck happens. It just seems like it doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I kind of have to lean towards like maybe Merrick is like maybe not necessarily a new character, you know, is Merrick. Like a different, like you said, like a numbered inquisitor that like we've seen before, but then comes back and like. He can't be, you know, the second brother anymore. He has to go by a different name. Like he has to go by Merrick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it, there's there's a lot of possibilities, but there's so many that stick out as like the best option. So it's just so hard to 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 be able to like accurately say what the, what the yeah I, I know i just yeah sometimes <laughs> i think too much and probably too analytically about this shit and i'm just like it's dave he wrote it it's his character and like there's, there's got to be more nuance to just oh yeah he's a yeah. fucking and, and what's with all these goddamn force using mercs in the galaxy like it, it's another thing it's like oh yeah that was a thing okay Dude, th- why why weren't, why weren't the rebels hiring Balin and Shin? I mean, if they're mercs, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is like if they are mercenaries and they're all just about the dollar bill, like maybe maybe it is because like the 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 uh you know the rebels just had no money so they couldn't afford them. I don't know. Like, and and now, but like at this point, I think like Morgan Elsbeth clearly has a lot of money because she's been doing like she's been like salvaging ships and stuff for like. Ron's eventual return so maybe she's just like loaded and is paying these people whatever they ask for but yeah I mean the the whole angle of like not only has she hired hired supposedly like literally hired them is paying them like Balin and Shin but now she has another like you said another force user on her payroll like I don't know where she's coming across all these people to start with but well you would you gotta think that that Morgan at least has a, a tangential tie to that fucking captain shithead that's like blowing Thrawn through holograms. Yeah. Yeah, and I I'm hate that I forget his name. I know he's like a famous captain that was in the Thrawn, heir to the Empire and all that. Who gives a shit? You guys know who I'm talking about. Pe- Pe- Peleon. Yeah, there you go. Peleon. You gotta think she's she's probably getting some cash from the Remnant. I mean, she had that operation on, on that planet, a Calador or whatever it was, where she was harvesting it. She's clearly been working towards this goal of finding Thrawn for quite some time, potentially even as far back as the OT when the Empire was still humming. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think she's she's connected more than just through the potential uh, Sister heritage that she may or may not have. Uh, there, there's a yeah. good chance the, the Empire, at least that wing of the Remnant, you know, not the Gideons of the galaxy, but the, but the Paleon, there's a good chance that they're they're funneling her the cash. Oh yeah, like there's definitely some secret investments happening here. Um so yeah, I mean Merrick continues to be a fucking question mark because uh seemingly it's not Ezra. 
at least as far as we can tell. Like, I feel like it's leaning towards not Barris, but that's still a possibility. And then really in terms of known quantities, the only other ones that we have are just basically any Inquisitor that we've ever met. So like going back into Rebels timeline, even like picking out some of the Inquisitors that we may have seen in the Kenobi series, it's probably not Reva. Um, no. So yeah, I mean, like it, there's a lot of different possibilities, but as you mentioned, Matt, it's probably leaning toward a new character. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to get up for that. I mean, I, I get it, if the character's arc makes sense in Ahsoka, it makes sense, right? I'm not going to sit there and bitch about it, but if they're just there to have a, a, a spinny red lightsaber to like connect the dots for the dopey Star Wars fans out there, then it's like, what a waste. I mean, just stick with Balin and Shin. They, they seem very intriguing to me where this person's intriguing just because of the mystery. And if the mystery is revealed to be something kick-ass, then fantastic, it worked. If it's just, uh, you know, like a ho-hum fake-out thing, it's like, Merrick, R.I.P. It's like, well, who fucking cares? You literally just did that to, like, put in a red lightsaber that spins around from the Rebels era. Exactly. I mean, you would assume that the the mystery surrounding this character. And it's, it's, it's like intentional mystery, like in the press pieces that they've put out, like to vanity fair, they made a point of saying like, this is a mysterious inquisitor type of character. So like, if you are intentionally making this character mysterious, you would imagine that like the mystery is paid off on by something. You would hope. I mean, dude, right in the data bank, the mysterious Merrick. Now we're like, you say it's like, they're, they're rubbing it on our faces, and I, I just hope it pays off. Because sometimes when they rub it in our face and everything is pointing to something, they're like, nope, it's this stupid fucking thing instead. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> there, there goes all your fan speculation. And that is the problem with, with people like myself and Nick and those that listen to us. And I've gotten way better at it. I learned my lesson with the prequels. You, you, can't, you, you can't start writing fan fiction. You just can't. You, you got to let it play. You got to let it play out. Like you just got to let it play out because if you sit there and you build up your own story, you're always going to be disappointed. Even if you shouldn't be because you're like, well, it didn't, it didn't go the way my head thought it would. So it sucks. Well, that that's fucking stupid. You're dealing in absolutes. You're a Sith, right? Anakin. Speaking of our boy, Anakin, Nick, we're going to kind of attach him to this, this story post here. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've been talking for over a year now that, that Hayden is more than likely in the Ahsoka series. It makes a lot of sense. Rosario may or may not have flubbed and and put something out on socials that kind of hinted that sky guy being in the series and getting, getting to work with Rosario for the first time. But now recently, as I think yesterday over the weekend, Nick, some, uh, star Wars Ahsoka merch started popping up on Amazon. And if you read the listing, they just go out and, and steady uh, pop out his name. All right. So here, here's the listing. I don't have it on the graphic up here on the live stream. But if you do follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, I already put out the post. Make sure to check it out so you know what we're talking about here. 
But essentially, in this listing for Star Wars Ahsoka merchandise, here, here's what we got. And first and foremost, I did not write this. Uh, I, I don't even think an AI could do this. So uh, Amazon may still be using uh, human copywriters. But this first line, we'll, we'll see what Nick says. It's either super cheese or super fucking smart. All right, so here we go. Stop looking for fashion help in Alderaan places. Boom! <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop well looking for Alderaan places. That, I was like, you know what? That's either really good or really bad. I still can't figure out. <laughs> but anyways, here we go. That, that's not the news, all right? Add a little out-of-this-world style to your wardrobe with some truly epic, officially licensed Star Wars graphic t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Transport yourself to a galaxy far, far away with cool new apparel featuring Ahsoka Tano, Sabine Wren, Anakin Skywalker, Mon Mothma, and all your favorite Star Wars Ahsoka characters. Well, okay. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I could not find the official listing, but it, typically on Reddit, if it if it remains, it is real because the mods there get pissy. Just ask Nick. We are both banned from Reddit. We can't post anything in, in Star Wars leaks. They initially, I mean, they essentially have an auto bot to just be like, oh, yeah, fuck these guys. Uh, so I so I do think it's it's legit. It sounds like copy you would find on a on a site like Amazon. And they do just kind of, hey, fucking Sabine, Mon Mothman. Oh, yeah, this guy, too. Anakin Skywalker. So if you haven't heard that before, this is your first time hearing it. I mean, this is as close to legit as we've gotten, right? I mean, this still has never been made official. But kind of like we're saying with, with, the, with the Barris thing, this makes even more sense than that for Anakin in either ghost form or a flashback to be in a fucking series that stars his Padawan, that he had a heavy hand in shaping the, the person she became. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it totally makes sense. I mean, there's, there's a ton of opportunity for flashback potential. Um, and then there's obviously the opportunity for the force ghost. Um, what, what would actually be interesting is, and this may actually, this may stop them from doing it is, how do you handle Ahsoka in flashbacks? Like, do you just make her like, is it still Rosario? No, no, you're, you're but I, I don't know. I mean, I might be making this up, but don't you remember maybe a year, year and a half ago, there was reports of a, a of a younger black female actress possibly being attached to a Star Wars property. Maybe. I, I think like, it's I, I do like I mean, we'd have to search a site. Not going to do it now. Anyone go to Star Wars time dot net. Look for it. But I, I believe this was a, a rumor at least put out there that there's a, a younger actress that, that had similar features to a Rosario that some people are like, you know, if he, he threw the makeup on, you definitely could justify this 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 woman as being a younger Ahsoka. But yeah, you're right. I mean, do they just de-age them both? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, they did it in Kenobi. It wasn't the best. I mean, he, he definitely didn't look like Attack of the Clones Anakin. But that, that's a good thing for Hayden. If they just de-age him back to like a little bit before Rots, that'll work a lot better than them trying to bring him back to his little Padawan yeah. ponytail. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, like yeah that's, the, the, that's the Ahsoka thing, that, that you can't really de-age the makeup, I wouldn't think. Yeah, because well, you could because it's makeup, but but how do you how do you then get the CG to to de-age the human face? You know, exactly. Yeah, 
that that's the hard part is like yeah you could like you could do it to where like you just rely completely on the makeup team to be like hey make her look younger but that's tough like yeah and it it would have to be like the the third year of clone wars ahsoka where where she's not you know wearing her fucking bikini top that creepy george put her in as like a 14 year old she yeah, yeah. She, she's you know closer to the one we saw being uh, courted by the night owls to kick maul off of mandalore exactly like you have to very specifically choose like you can't go back to like yo- like super young snips. no like no it's just I, not gonna work you could probably through makeup and, and a little cg wizardry get rosario close enough to season seven clone wars ahsoka yeah, and so I'm very interested to see how they use him because I think that if there's any property that he should be back in, like, like be back in fully as, like, Anakin again and, like, as an enlightened Anakin that we haven't seen yes, before. Like, truly the Anakin that is, like, the Force Ghost Anakin who has learned from his faults and yeah. has learned from his failures. Like, this is the one. Like, wh- wh- what else are you going to, like, there's no other place that you could really, like, show the growth of Anakin Skywalker after his death than it, this well, show. Nick, it's the only person he, he outside of Padme, he, he cared for and actually taught, taught valuable yeah. lessons. We saw this in Tales of the Jedi. I mean, if it weren't for Anakin essentially almost getting her stunned to death by the clones for years and years and years, she probably wouldn't have survived Order 66. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's I what mean, that short was all about. Like her getting her ass zapped that, and zapped and zapped and zapped and zapped was to show us, oh, that's how her and Rex were able to do this because she was trained by the master on yeah. how to deal with clones when they get a little rabid. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's like you said, Padme's gone. So like that connection, you really can't use that anymore. Can't do it with Luke. Like, I mean, I guess you could, but like, there's no content that's being made around Luke as like a central character. Luke is always kind of like a pop in, pop out. Well, kind of that, guy. that's the other. That's a good point because if you think about it, who has who has Anakin mentored the most in his life? Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka. not 100%. not Luke Skywalker or, or or Leia Skywalker. I mean, he he never. He, I mean, he didn't know his kids until they were fucking up his Death Stars and whatnot. He but by the time he realized, like. Yeah, but by the time he realized, like, oh shit, I fucked up. I need to be a good guy again. It was he. He was dead. So he never yeah, exactly. got to to coach his son or do any. Like, the character of Anakin, he was always at his softest. He was always at his most adult like with Ahsoka. So as Nick yeah. said, it makes perfect sense to like, all right, let's bring him back as as a ghost and let's let's hear that enlightened guy again talking to her about his failures and how it could maybe help her in this new challenge yeah i mean that's something that we that like all of us i mean have like desperately been wanting for a while is like show us the redeemed anakin skywalker and that we haven't gotten yet you've never seen it you've only seen him for two seconds when he's he he takes his last breath and it's some of the most beautiful fucking exchanges in all star wars yeah i mean like he and when i said that like he never got to meet leia obviously yes he met leia but he never got to meet leia as his daughter like he never like when he is on the tantive four at the beginning of you know he has no clue He's no like, fucking clue. You are the senator from this planet. Like that that's all I know about you. I don't know that you're my kid. Like so like having Yeah, remember the rebel alliance and the spy. Take her away. Take her away. Like you he's never met like 
Leia no. as his daughter. And he only met Luke as his son briefly. And like, you know, and tried to kill he him. He was a father. And get him to join the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Literally. His 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 interactions with his son. Hey, let's kill the emperor. The yeah, we, yeah. We, we can run the guy. He essentially tried to do the same thing to his son that he did to Padme on Mustafar. Yeah. He's like, hey, fuck it. We'll just run the show. Join, join so, me. Yeah. All right. Was, uh, we were wondering, you know, what young Ahsoka may look like in a flashback. How about Ghost Anakin? Do they do they use this quasi Sebastian Stan body and Hayden head like they did in the fucking special edition where Anakin isn't even wearing his fucking Jedi tunic? <laughs> or do they put him I, in the fucking leathers? You know what I mean? I, I think that they give him his his uh, his old school get up for sure. Please, like it just, back th- this <laughs> is one of the worst. Like I'm not kidding, George really fucked up the end of Return yeah. of the Jedi with his, <laughs> his special shit. I mean, Vader saying no, I've gotten a bit softer on that, but it's still terrible. And then cutting Yubnub and then to rub salt in our wounds, they dub in fucking young Hayden over Sebastian Shaw, who I've watched literally my whole life until George is like, yeah, fuck it. We don't, we don't need to worry <laughs> about that anymore. Cause he kind of looked like Hayden in that white bald head. Right. Right guys. Right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, now is the time to give the uh, the proper... Uh, he should be wearing his shit. They all wear their shit that they essentially died in or left the light in. I mean, hell, he should be wearing his fucking Vader armor. His head should still all be damaged. <laughs> he should be walking around <laughs> no helmet. Yeah, you know, like... Just give him the <sighs> breathing Vader like this, look. like... <sighs> <sighs> so he's like, man, just put your fucking mask back on, pal. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. fucking get through like, a conversation. He just says, like, I was redeemed, but I wasn't redeemed enough in the... Yeah, the to, get my, the force, to get my old clothes back. Yeah, Whoa, to get hey, my old Nick, stuff back. He can't. They were fucking burned to his body. True. There you go. So That's true. he should come back <laughs> as crispy, missing both legs and an arm with a robot arm, Anakin Ghost. That's what yeah. he should look like. He should look yeah. like that. I why hate Ahsoka. you. That guy. That's why Ahsoka never reaches out because she did once and she saw that was the version of Anakin. Yeah, he's like, like yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, get maybe. the fuck out of here. It'd be yeah. like, you know, some guy exposing himself to you in a trench coat. It's very shocking. Like, maybe we don't do this anymore. Right. It's good to see you, Master, but. Not again. Yeah, you're fucking creepy looking, you sicko. Oh, All right, so there you go. I mean, uh, I, I I still think this has been a take it to the bank since the first time we heard the rumors. It just makes too much sense narratively, which, again, when we say that, means it may not happen. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, more. but I, I'm pretty sure Hayden is going to be in this, and, and uh, that's, that's going to get all Star Wars fans pumped, Nick. That might even bring in some of the the lagging crowd into Ahsoka. You know, the moment they see that buzz go out, the red flare, Anakin's back, Anakin's in Ahsoka, the prequel bros will flock to it. Yeah, yeah, I think it it would help, honestly. If they know that Anakin's going to be in there, they will show up. Yeah, what what if Iger's like, hey, Dave, I know you're you're sitting on this. It's a huge reveal. It's like the crux of your story, but I need to make money, so we're going to put him in the next uh, TV spot. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Anakin returns in the Ahsoka series and there's like nothing about Ahsoka. It's just Anakin. Hey, he may do it. He may make it happen because at this point, I think that like, I don't even know if like Dave probably, does he even have like purview over marketing spots? No, man, that would maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but that would do like Iger definitely would be like, we got this fucking 
ace up our sleeve and we're not using it? Like, put it out there, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Our, my boy Nova coming through with the request. He said, this is the highlight that you need to promote this week. Crispy Anakin visiting Ahsoka. All right. I wrote yeah. it down. What's what, what's the, we're about at the 202 right. on our record. So here we go. Yeah. We're See? At, I think it's. Ask and you shall receive, people. That's how we do right it. You know, we're, we are live. We, we, we turn those requests around like nothing. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So thanks, Nova, for paying attention. Also, for those of you who are not aware, anybody, anybody can make a clip off of our YouTube videos and yes. our podcast. And you, you share them right. To, it's very easy because I, I, I tried doing that, too, but it's all it's all fucked up. Like, I'm telling you, I record my screen because it's easy. I know it sucks. Yeah. But it's easy. I, I I need easy in my Star Wars life these days. And then, I like, need if shit you guys, go. I'm pretty sure if you guys out there make a clip of the show, like we, there's something in the YouTube backend that like we get notified about it or something like well, that. Well, like if we can, if they clip it and people start watching it, Nick, it goes right to our main video. Yeah. Okay. So there you so go. They make the clip. It takes two seconds. They can be, I think, 15 to 60 seconds long. You just watch. You know, go right to the player clip. Pick it. It'll say, where do you want to share it? You want to share it as a link to Twitter, yada, yada, yada. And you're off to the races. So there you go. So uh, the reason I, I don't do that, because it's only 60 seconds. And uh, I think we can only share it to Twitter. So it's like, fuck it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you guys see something like that, too, you go ahead and clip it, share it to your Instagram, share it to wherever you want to share it to. And then that'll also help us out because it's getting in front of your audience. and not our audience. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you all enough, and you, and you guys know, you know, too. I mean, when, when you look at social media, if you come across an account that you respect or enjoy and they put out some content, you typically will drill into that. So that, that that's the type of stuff we're looking for. You stump for yeah. us usually means people that like you might stump as well. Oh, thank you, Nova, for the recommendation, though. Crispy Anakin may make its way to our Instagram. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, that was the last of our... I, I really do feel like for the little bit of shit that we had to talk about, we squeezed about Oh, we did it again. It. I mean, we're, 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 uh, this is going to be, be a two and a half hour show on nothing again. So kudos to us. Send the fucking medals in the mail. All right, man. Uh, well, you know what time it is. We, we got through our low-hanging fruit that actually ended up being deep dives into the, the, the business of star Wars content Lots creation, of talk recently. but Lots um, of we made it through all of them. So it's time for the star Wars time show fan segment. That's right. My friends, the only star Wars podcast to dedicate a weekly segment to its fans. And we have two methods for getting involved. The first one we're going to start with. That's our question of the week. We post it to Instagram. I think it goes to Twitter too, but I did not look at Twitter today. So sorry to uh, the, the, the Twitter crowd, but we put it on Instagram at Star Wars Time. Uh, check the profile, check the stories. All you got to do is reply. So this week's question kind of built upon one of our segments, and that is, do you want The Mandalorian to continue as a series or a movie franchise? Nick, I did not look at the post. Did this get any sort of heat or... We got some dead. decent responses. We we actually got 12 uh, comments on it. And then I think we got a couple of stories, but I only pulled from the, the comments. So I got five of you guys stashed right. out from the comments section. So we'll, well kick it off. They're loaded with, up. So take it away. 
Take it away. So we'll kick it off with press pause photography, a, a fan favorite here at the Star Wars Time Show. He says, a TV series. The Mandalorian was able to fully realize George's vision in that he wanted a weekly space action serial. He tried as recently as the early 2010s uh, to this, and the technology still wasn't there. To make it a film, in my opinion, diluted the movie content we already have and takes away from the fantastic medium in the television space that just cannot be done in cinema. Obi-Wan could have been a movie. Boba Fett could have been a movie. The Mandalorian is a weekly series. I, that, those are good points right there at the end. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they so. were, I mean, I mean like, like Obi-Wan was what, six episodes? They're all fairly short. Boba Fett, yeah. you take out the, the, the three Mando episodes. It was only four. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I think Connor's spot on with that take there. Yeah, I, I, I agree with him as well. I think, I mean, that's kind of the point that I was making when we were talking about it. It's like, it's hard to cut down from a, you know, eight, eight individual, eight individual scripts for TV shows to a two hour long movie. It's very hard to do, especially when the audience that has been intaking this content is so used to it being like deeper and, and long form TV series. Good stuff there from Press Pause Photography. Next up is Sneakers and Sidekicks, S-N-K-R-S underscore and underscore Sidekicks. He says, I would eventually like to see all the D-plus Star Wars shows have a connected movie, but I definitely don't want Mando to be uh, regulated to just films. I think he meant relegated, but... I like it. No, it's regulated to just films. Regulated. No, I mean, really, they are kind of like regulating it to, you're only doing this. We're taking out your... uh, um, but yeah, yes, I mean, so far everyone is against this, which I, I agree with. That is a common. Yeah. I think that was the, definitely the consensus comments was that they would prefer the TV show to continue and not for it to just be a movie. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the intention of like this, this end game style crossover is that like all of these interconnected Mandoverse TV shows will eventually kind of cross over into the the event style film that would be released in theaters. Obviously now all of this is kind of up in the air with the, with the strikes and, and with the, the budget concerns and stuff like that over at Disney. So we will see what happens, but sneakers and sidekicks would like to see an attached movie for all Disney plus shows, but not it only be a movie. Um, Scion XTC, our good friend says the only way I could see it being a movie is if it were the end of the Mandalorian and we weren't going to get any more story slash world building or introduction of characters for other future series. So essentially kind of like the end cap of it would be a movie Which and then nothing else. Is, it should be the already announced movie, right? I mean, that, that technically yeah. should be the end of, of all that's of this. What, yeah, I mean, that's what our understanding is, is that the end of it would be this crossover event I mean, maybe it, maybe that's not what their intention was, but as far yeah. as as we understood, well, like, I was just going to ask you, and I don't want to get too deep into this, considering where we're at in the show. But what what would they do if they end the Mandalorian? Like, what do you what do you do? What, what do you start next? Like, you just spent all that time and money building up a new IP that you know obviously had a lot of familiar shit in it, but yeah, you still have Disney Plus, you still have Star Wars fans to cater to. I mean, I mean, where do you go next? I mean, I guess you could, depending on what happens with Thrawn, go deeper beyond that. But then you start button up to the, the sequels. 
Well, I think that like the most logical thing is because to me, the the most logical step post this end game crossover style thing is to actually like build your narrative towards the sequel trilogy, right? Like so start like to show the laser focus the on the first order. Yeah. And the resistance. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 st- cause up to this point, like we have seen very little development in terms of like where the new Republic is sitting and how everything is going. So like, you build towards your sequel trilogy introduction of characters that, that we will be familiar with from, from the first order. Like you were saying, like introduce Hux into this, like start to work in, you know, like what is going on and how, like, you know, I guess you would say like to some degree, like introduce Snoke in a way, like the character of Snoke, like work him in, like then you, they they won't do it, but dude, you, you, you could focus in on family solo. Yeah, say the solo family, Kylo and stuff. It's so hard to do now, though. Like with, with Carrie dead. Well, yeah, the, I mean the with, old. You can't with the old. And you, Harrison ain't touching shit. So that yeah. it would have to be when he left the family. Obviously. Yeah, I mean it's like they've painted them. They've they. I mean, not really they, but like it's so hard to do that now because the characters that are required to really build towards yeah. that narrative are gone. I, I think Hamill's like, done too. I, I, yeah, even I though you can technically that, play old Luke, I, I think he's, he's over it. And like TLJ yeah. did not sit well with him. TLJ didn't sit well. Like what's weird about TLJ is that it didn't sit well with a lot of people who worked on it. Yeah. Like, Boyega yeah, I mean, Boyega just came movie. out and ranked it last. I, I saw that yeah. when he was promoting they cloned Tyrone for sure. Yeah, like he hates it. And then we already know how Mark feels about it. Like Mark's not a huge fan of TLJ. Either. I mean, dude, if you like, remember, like people, I, it, it, even Ryan must have known that Mark wasn't pleased. Because if, if you go to like the, the behind the scenes of that, you know, the Blu-ray or wherever you can get this shit, the documentary is essentially all about mark and and kind of dealing with how Con- luke was portrayed in the movie yeah <laughs> that's like convincing luke. him that yes. like <laughs> like this, is, this it. is okay so yeah i mean like i i don't know what went on on the set of that movie or like what was the oh, dynamic man. yeah but he like you go back to old press clippings for promotion for Jake tlj Skywalker. he is he is salty as fuck yeah like so I'm not sure if there was like a lot of strife between like Ryan and the actors or if there was just like a disconnect between like how like what where they thought their character journey was going and the 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 way that it ended up playing out in the movie. But like some very prominent people from that film yeah. are not huge fans of it. And I and I don't think it's because of the content. I think it might be because of whatever was happening during the production. So. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I, I I mean, listen, I do not hate TLJ like most people. I would rank Tross last out of the sequels, TFA first, TLJ in the middle. Just, you know, their order. Yeah. But, um, you know, someone like Boyega, I think he's got a legit complaint because his character literally just went from, hey, you're like the main with Daisy to we're going to send you on some happy horse shit excursion and kind of keep you separated from the group. Poe really didn't have much to do besides, you know, bitch and moan. Yeah, I mean, they really... Uh, really, like, Daisy Daisy and Adam got the lion's share of TLJ. I mean, they, their, their characters yeah. got all the fucking love and development. And I did like where 
all that was going from Ryan. I did. I liked the Ray from nowhere. I liked the kind of the weird thing that those two were developing and she kind of felt for him. And that's why she left. She's like, I might be able to get him to turn and we can kind of fix this shit. But you're, I, I think you're spot on. It, it, there was something going on in that set that that rubbed a lot of the cast the wrong way. I don't know if that's how Ryan works. I, I would find that hard to believe considering his success with Knives Out and people wanting to come back and, and work in that franchise. But yeah, you never know. I just, yeah. if you never watched like some of the BTS for TLJ because it made your eyes hurt, go back and look at them. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like there's literally, it's almost an hour long documentary and the title is very tongue in cheek. Like, Mark fucking hates me in this movie, but here's our process and and how we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was an interesting watch. I'll put All it right. that way. Sorry um, for the tangent. Back yeah, to little, question little, of the week responses. Indeed, last one up for the question of the week. This is Obi Simp Kenobi. He <laughs> says, "I think it should be TV, and then have a big movie to end it all. The original plan." Yeah. All right. Uh, there, I mean, there you yeah, go. I mean, C sweet. Listen, listen to the people. Actually, there's one more after that, too. I forgot. Oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like the original plan. Yes, yeah, stick to the original plan. <laughs> uh, and then now the, the final one, Carl P. Photography says, I initially thought a film would be good, but there is scope for a great series with six weeks arc, six weeks arcs. He probably meant six week arcs. So that would be much better. Um, I think that like. Like. I don't know if I thought that this would initially be good as a film. That's just to like comment on what Carl was saying because of how they initially developed, developed it. I could yeah, see I, that. Like I maybe, was like, this maybe, is not good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe like maybe if they would have like did only season one and then float into a movie, then it would have been better. But I, I kind of agree. Like I definitely agree with Carl now that like the scope of the, of this, Mandoverse is a little too wide for a film unless you were doing a film series. Like yeah, you, you I mean, almost... you would have to do a trilogy at this point yeah. to to make up for losing eight scripts into one. Yeah, like, and it would be like, and then you're like, you're doing a full trilogy production of movies for what would have been an eight episode run of tv it just doesn't equate in terms of the financials like it doesn't make sense so uh, yeah so, the, I, I so they'll know. do it i mean that that's what it comes <laughs> yeah, down to so, yeah they're, so they're, they're gonna do it, do it. <laughs> you know yeah, they're gonna do it so i mean i don't know it's like this the plan doesn't seem to make sense in any way shape or form other than like maybe you can do it faster that's the only thing that i can really think is maybe you can do it faster and maybe if the stars align, it it is a hit in theaters. Like, yeah. and that's it. Because the thing, like, here's how I know that it's gonna fuck up theater shit. It I've seen, um, like a majority of Star Wars films with Taylor, and like sometimes I can get her to go to a theater with me to see it. If I was like, hey, we're gonna go see a new Star Wars movie. And it's it's basically like the fourth season of The Mandalorian. She's gonna be like, "Who you and the mouse in your pocket?" <laughs> She's like, "Why would I go see this with you if I need to watch the other three seasons before I can understand what's going on?" Like, at the very least, with the with like the films, like with the trilogy films and stuff like that. Right. You it's, could, it's, it's like, two if, movies versus two yeah. seasons worth of content, or three exactly. seasons worth it's of like, content. 
it's like if I was to go see TLJ with her, I'd be like, oh, we'll just watch TFA. Like, we'll watch TFA at home, then we'll go see TLJ. Easy lift, no problem. If I'm like, you got to watch 24 hours of content to, to yeah, catch up to yeah. see this okay, movie. Okay, Nick, She's go fuck like, yourself. I'll see yeah, you later. Like, <laughs> yeah. You will go see this alone. Yeah, Thank have you. fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. But yeah, so that was the question of the week. Thank you all for responding. And if you want to get involved in that, follow our Instagram at StarWarsTime.show. Now we will be moving into the final segment of our show, the top five Star Wars fan arts features of the week. To get involved in this segment is a little different than how we used to do it. Make sure when you are on Instagram, add tag at StarWarsTime.show. That is how I pick out the top five now. I go through all of our tagged photos for the week. And I pick out the ones that I like the most. Uh, Matt also does his individual picks. Uh, yeah, it's, it, on, it is like a full t- full on tag team at this point, right? Like I, yeah. I kind of I scan like I'll just look in the search sometimes. I'll look in the feed. I'll look in the tag. And then I always look in ad tag where Nick ends up. So that's where the uh, daily reels are coming from. Hopefully you guys are still digging that type of shit. Just do kind of a little real remix of, of some of the more spectacular art that comes across my plate in the morning. And then my man here, like you he said, he's he's only mining the ad tag at StarWarsTime.show. So if you want to make the the top five, you got to get in front of the man. All right. I, I am not the man anymore. Nick is the man. I'm the bitch. So, yeah, it's the, the, listen the hashtags. To listen like to Yeah, you saying. just we want you to use it. I use it because I have it tied into some programming logic for other shit. But it's just, it, it's impossible. You used to yeah. be able to sort them by recent. Now it's like, oh yeah, recent as in May will still yeah, show so up in the top. So it's, it's fucked. Like Nick's yeah, doing what he's got to do. So you got to do what you got to do. And that's follow the recipe for success. And so, hey, we got a lot of people adding tags. So yeah, it's working. It's bunch. working. It's getting there. All right, man. So who did you pick? I, you know, these days also because we're scared to post anything on IG because apparently we're communists. I, uh, I, I have to, I, I have a premature ejaculation when it comes to this segment. Cause now I see what Nick picks and it's not as fun as it used to be when I did not know, but go ahead, Nick, let I'll, I'll feign like I don't know who's coming up. Yes. Uh, but anyway, to kick off the top five for this week, Matt knows who it is. It's at Tong Wars. That's right. Uh, I, I mean, like, you know, Tong Wars lives in a place that has probably the best sunsets I've ever seen or sunrises. Like he just gets yeah, this him and him and another pick of yours this week. You're right. They yeah, yes. they have some of the best natural shooting locations out of the entire Star Wars fan artist feature community. And it, it, it's incredible what they can do. So what we're seeing here from Tong Wars, who works specifically with Lego figures, is uh, a shot of. An Imperial shuttlecraft. One of my favorite, the, the, the Lambda class shuttle. It's yes, a beautiful the Lambda ship. Class shuttle from the original trilogy, uh, flying over this beautiful horizon line, flanked by four Tie Fighters, uh, both uh, two in front, two behind, um, and and like I said, there's the there's the incredible like striated clouds that are in Tong's backyard or something like that. And you get this incredible sunset in the background. I mean, 
it's just absolutely incredible visual work here from from Tong Wars. Yeah, I, I need to figure out if this is a new or old Lego vehicle set because I kind of want to get in on this. I, I'm not kidding. Like it is the moment I saw that fucking thing drop out of Darth Vader's the belly of a ship and head towards Death Star 2. I was like, that thing's fucking cool. Another Empire vehicle that I think looks more rad than pretty much anything the Rebellion is throwing at um, their fleet. So I need to look into that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. It's a great looking ship, great looking setting. I even like the fucking added chemtrails he put off the, the tip of the of the shuttle. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. it just those those nice little nuanced touches uh, really make this pop. And I got to wonder if if I think Tong has been experimenting with uh, Photoshop's new AI where you can have it expand scenes. I don't know if you've seen this, Nick. But you can actually take an old photo and have it kind of flesh it out either vertically or horizontally, like build out more of the the landscape. Yeah, so I wonder. I, have I wonder heard about that. I wonder if he he used that or if that's just natural sky there. I've also seen some clips, and I, again, I wish we could steal content like everyone else on social media. I don't know if you've seen them, Nick, but they they they're like vertical filmed Star Wars, like from the OT. It's it's so cool. It's like they oh okay they take like the widescreen cells and show what it would look like if it was filmed essentially on IMAX. It's it's pretty fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, I have seen little things clips here and there like that too. That is pretty pretty cool. Hey, Tong is in here. No problem, buddy. We love you anytime. Fantastic art. So don't forget to give him a follow at Tong Wars on IG. That is true. Tong was in the top five where our account got nuked. That, I was, well, well, now like, we actually got to it? talk about it, Tong. So there <laughs> <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> now you made it back in. Justice uh, is served. That's right. Um, awesome stuff by Tong. Make sure to follow his account because he's always putting out some really cool stuff. Uh, next up here, we have at SwitPix on Instagram. SwitPix. Uh, one of the well-known photographers out there in the community. And this shot here is of our boy, our favorite clone hero, Rex, making his way through. I mean, this is probably like still in the height of the of the Grand Republic before the fall and the rise of the Empire. This is like Rex out on a, a mission on some planet. He's wading through water right now oh, on yeah. his Look way to destination. Reflection. And and that that's what I was gonna say. The 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 thing that really makes this photo and the and the one that's attached to it too is just the incredible reflection that Switpix got in the water. So you get to see, you know, the 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 water reflection of Rex right there, and it's just a great natural looking shot of of our favorite. Well, yeah, boy you, you nailed it right there. And, and even Swit in the caption, back to basics. And when I read that as a a now nearly retired toy photographer, I was like, fuck, that's motivational. Cause that that's what sucked me into the hobby to begin with, Nick, was the the basicness of it, of grabbing a figure, going out to your your nearest outdoor location, be it your backyard, a park, a quarry, whatever, plopping that motherfucking thing down and and trying to take a shot to make it look like it's it's somewhere doing something. And I need to take a little bit of motivation from Spencer here and maybe try to get back to basics because where the hobby kind of soured for me was trying to keep up with the Joneses, which, 
you know, not many people will admit they do, but we all do it. I, I, I've watched a lot of you grow over the years and a lot of you shoot very similarly to some of the big accounts because like, hey, look, they do this. They're big. I'm going to try it. And it just, I, I got out of my wheelhouse, uh, you know, I uh, got to worry about the lights, got to worry about the fireworks, the effects, standing guys up. And it's like, oh, and then it became a task, right? Now I got to think about all this. I got to do all this staging just to get a shot. And the little cocksucker is probably going to fall over anyways. <laughs> so I got, I got out of the love for the, as again, back to basics. So I, I I'm going to try and recapture that mantra and get some of these now piling up hot toys maybe outside for a little bit of a shoot, but probably not for the next few weeks because I'm I'm leaving in a few days. Yeah, so a well deserved. Yeah, the, the motivation's gonna gonna piss away quickly. But that's our boy at Swit with two P's picks on Instagram. Up next, oh, this one was fucking killer. Yeah, so this one here is just awesome. This is from at sentimental underscore scoundrel. Um, first time feature, I believe. And and basically what this shot shows us is like the pre-meeting of the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Yes. So like before Luke shows up at, at Jabba's compound, at Jabba's palace, this is the meeting of Luke, Lando, Leia, Chewie, 3PO, R2-D2, all talking about the plan and what's going to go down once they get inside of the palace. So... I mean, it's just such a cool setup. You see all of our heroes of ROTJ right here in front of you. The Millennium Falcon is off in the background, parked on top of a uh, a little, I guess, you know, craggy mountainscape of Tatooine. And uh, out of R2's little hollow projector, you see <laughs> the, uh, the, the... Jabba's I guess Palace. Just see like the, yeah, Jabba's Palace, the diagram of Jabba's Palace for them to, to talk about, so... Uh, it was, dude. It was a super cool shot, and I was so impressed by how this was set up and executed by Sentimental. There, actually, there are deleted scenes of them showing up on planet and kind of all dispersing to enact the plan. And when I saw this, Nick, I was like, yeah, that this is like a continuation of that. I mean, I, I don't want to get too <laughs> in the weeds here, but, I mean, you could argue Luke might have probably should have been wearing the goggles he was seeing in the... Uh, deleted scenes but by all means sentimental scoundrel this is fucking fantastic and these are the little ones too these are the the three in uh, three quarter inch figures so that that makes this shot even more spectacular and i'm not gonna lie i think that the cherry on top is the fucking falcon there in the background that that really kind of sets the 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 size of the shot the scope of this shot and, and really gives it some some depth and and just it it feels real i mean this it, it, oh, we're yeah. we're getting a bird's eye view uh, not yeah. even a bird's eye we're getting an up close and personal look at uh, their pre-planning for the rescue of han solo yeah I, I wish that this was actually a scene in the movie like i want to see what they're talking about now like i want to hear yeah. their conversation and what the setup was and i like, did it go to plan? Like, was it planned that Luke gets fucking dropped into the Rancor? Well, yeah, you, you would have like to a... think they're saying, uh, oh, yeah, Lando, we, f- we forgot to tell you, you actually have to go ingratiate yourself for a few months and become like part of his his crew. So we'll see ya. And they just they, they yeah. leave him here and like, like, see ya, sucker. <laughs> yeah. And like 3PO, you got to go over there. You're going to be a servant. Droid yeah, you're going to sell thing, yourselves. You know? You're going to become droid whores for yeah, Jabba the so, Hutt. I mean, just it's it was such a fucking cool uh setup, man. So sentimental scoundrel, well done. Uh just absolutely great work there. 
Um, next up in the top five is at the toy enthusiast. And it is a shot from, uh, from the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series on Disney plus. And it's pretty cool. It's so it's, it's a shot showing Obi-Wan sitting in his cave, looking at Anakin's, I mean, like, I mean, really, I think he's looking at his own lightsaber. No, you're right. That you're right. It's okay. Anakin's because the caption is Anakin, my brother. I failed yeah, you. I failed you. So he's looking at Anakin's lightsaber, uh, like under firelight and just like lamenting about his failure of being not only, you know, a master to Anakin, but also being a friend and, you know, a, a, a good yeah, and this Nick, this would have been post his journey with little Leia. So he's he has yeah. recaptured his Jedi essence. And you know, as the toy enthusiast is is putting forward, he's he's kind of reflecting on yeah, that journey on and, and, and what is to come. But I, I like the I like the practicality of the set. I mean, I love the the plastic flames with the light in it to make it look like fire. And back there to make cave walls, I'm guessing those are like, like some crinkled up paper, paper bags. Bag. Yeah. Uh, like so great, great bag. little, great little practical effects tricks here from the, at the toy enthusiast. Indeed. Well done. And then to close out the top five, this is the, the other, one that you alluded yep. to before. Yeah, look at that shit. Uh, this is <laughs> at Chez Pick 66. Chez has been a, a staple in the top five for many years. And it's because of shots like this, similar to Tong, uh, mm-hmm. Chez just has an incredible environment around where he lives to capture these like Tatooine desert type shots. And he always catches the perfect golden hour, the perfect, you know, visage of the sun right in the picture where he wants it. So in this shot here, we see Cad Bane making his way into a small Tatooine. It could be just like a small Tatooine village or something like that. Looks like he just laid out a couple of Jawas with his pistol and he's making his way in almost dick. like an old school cowboy, just his hand right by his, his holster ready, to, ready draw to draw and go. Uh, man, it's just an awesome shot here from Chaz of our good boy, uh, Cad Bane. Well, he's got up there location, Payne's Creek beach. So I'm assuming okay. that's where, where Chez heads, and it would make sense. I, I think that's up in the Northeast somewhere. But yeah, I mean, just listen. The, 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 the sun, the location doesn't make the photographer, doesn't make the photo. Um, we're not trying to take anything away from Chez. But I would love the opportunity to shoot there for like a, a week or so. Cause it's it's no bullshit shooting. Like they, they, Chez isn't wheeling out a bunch of lights and fucking air cans and and uh, you know gasoline and flamethrowers. He's just setting shit up on a beach, probably having people think he's a weirdo, but producing shit like this because you're gonna get all those money shots. I mean, both both you know the 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 sun rising and the sun setting are always gonna look fantastic at Payne's Creek beach. And it just so happens to work really well for toy photography, especially oh, yeah. star Wars. Cause you got the, de- you know, the desert locales and so on and so forth. So Chez always has a lot of fantastic Tatooine themed shots on his page. Chez picks 66. Indeed he does. So, uh, excellent stuff there. Thank you all for using the tag at star Wars time dot show on your uh, on your images, on your artwork, on your pics, continue to do it. Tell your other artist friends to do it as well. The more people that are tagging, the more opportunity for top five entries 
Uh, so keep that up. But uh, that's it. That's the end of the top five. That's the end of our show where we had nothing to talk about. And we talked to you guys for unbelievable. Two and a half hours. It so. really is unbelievable. <laughs> and you, and, and people still get mad at me for, for not letting, you know, stepping on Nick. Trust me, we, we speak plenty, the both of us. Yeah, we, we both talk a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, all right, man. Another good one. But remember, anytime we say goodbye, we need you, the, the SWTS army to get the work or at least pretend you're going to get to work and tell us you are and then like the rest of us you just don't do it so starwarstime.net the easiest thing to sell to people right they don't have to remember much they're they're already going to know the word star and moors they just have to remember time and .net uh and why should you tell them about that url that domain well it's the greatest domain on the internet but it's also our home base it's where you can get all the easy jump to links you know hey you want to listen to star wars time show on itunes go to starwarstime.net hey you want to watch the star wars time show on youtube go to starwarstime.net or just add star wars time show on youtube you know what i mean so don't forget StarWarsTime.net. That's where our content lives before we go live on Tuesdays. And it's also the easiest place to get linked in with the, the, our social presence, whatever the fuck that is these days, and uh, the important stuff, the podcast platforms and YouTube. All right? I can't hammer that enough. Sub, sub, sub. We need subs. YouTube has really slowed down engagement. The shorts don't work anymore. The comic books are flopping. So keep it up. I love doing the show. We actually have seen numbers go up on the show, which is fantastic. So let's keep that trend moving forward. StarWarsTime.net. You guys will stump for us. Everyone must listen to us. Star Wars time. There's always time. All right. It's time to go. Don't forget, my friends, if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you always.